The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan Podcast by night, all day. It's a walrus dick. Fossilized walrus dick. I got it. Somebody gave it to me. It wasn't my idea. Uh, I could have I, I, I had that information before I picked it up. Oh, oh, sorry. Check, check, check. There we go. Uh, there we go. Okay. Yeah, Steve Rinella was here yesterday, and uh, I guess the technical term is bacula. I didn't know it was called a bacula. But that's what it is, a dick bone. I've got one at home. Oddly enough, a friend of mine who uh, has been up in Alaska most of his life, he sent this, uh, This it's very. It's not like this, it's like on this ornamental stand, and it's polished, and it looks like, you know, it looks like a piece of ivory almost. And I was like, what the hell is this thing? And you know, but it was a great. It was very nice. You know, it was a gift he said. I, I never thought to ask him what the hell it was. A dick until, bone. I, yeah, until he came to visit one time. Are we rolling? Sure. Yeah, let's just keep it from yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, <what> the <laughs> Started off with what, what type of animal was it? A walrus. Bone. A walrus. Yeah, yeah. A walrus. Was dick, same yeah. size as that? No, no. This one was not as well endowed, um, mm. but it's shinier. The one that I've got. <laughs> oh, it's maybe polished. it's older, more yeah. polished. Yeah. So here we are, Mike Baker. It is Friday. The mm. elections were Tuesday. We still don't know who the new president is, which I guess um, I was having a conversation. I forget who told this to me, but the uh, the Al Gore Bush election took 45 days to resolve. Yeah. Yeah. I that, forgot that it was that long. Remember, they didn't get the, they, they didn't actually concede, I think, or whatever you want to call it, uh, get sort of the final count in until uh, 12 or 13 December. Right. So, so Al Gore and his his lawyers, uh, the DNC, they carried you know that in two thousand. They carried that process out, and yeah. they were entitled to just right. like just like uh, you know in the current time, if the if the current president of Trump wants to uh, pursue remedies for what they perceive to be uh, irregularities, then that by law you're entitled to do that. Now you you, you know you don't want to get in the game of making spurious accusations and, and just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So it has to be based in something. Uh, but this is not unprecedented, and so right. you know I think people need to keep that in mind. I feel like th- there's part of me that feels like there's some fuckery afoot, for sure. But there's also part of me that thinks that, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but maybe for the psyche of the country, it uh. wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if Biden won. Yeah, no, I, I I see where you're going with it. I don't. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't disagree as long as that fuckery is properly investigated. Yeah. Right. And so, and I think it's 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 pretty sweet. You know, I mean, look, you got to be consistent, right? With if you, your fuckery. If, with your fuckery, right? If you've spent the past four years uh, denying uh, the results of the 2016 election or chasing the Russian collusion bullshit, or if you were in the media and you've been, you know, just throwing that crap around uh, about the Russian collusion and happily doing it, right? Right. For the past four years, then, um, you really don't have the moral high ground now to say that the other side can't, you know, uh, investigate, can't cry foul, can't say they've got concerns, uh, and that we should just all, as Nancy Pelosi says, we just have to unify now. I, I mean, I love is that. that what right? she said? Yeah, she just came out today, and it's just like, <laughs> oh, the good thing is we're, we're just, we just need to unify, you know? Under who? Uh, yeah, well, under, under you? Uh, yeah, under, under, the, under the president-elect, as she referred to him, or, or soon to be, yeah. uh, Joe Biden. But I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, look, 
I'm far more concerned um, because I like a divided government, right? I, I wouldn't want to see one party, regardless of which party it is, have control of everything. I always think that's when shit happens or, or, or you know, it just it, things go wrong. Right. So I'm, I'd be fine, right? The republic's going to survive just fine if, uh, for instance, the Senate remains in control of the Republicans. The House, you know, it's going to be tighter now. Look, I mean, the House, you know, the, <laughs> Pelosi lost... At, at, you know, conservatively, you know, right now they're saying five seats, but there's 10 other seats leaning towards the Republicans in a heavy way. So she could have a, you know, a 15 seat turnaround, 16 seat turnaround. It's going to be a very thin majority that she's going to have, but that's fine. So they've got the House, the GOP has the Senate, Biden, Harris, you know, they win if they win. Okay, we're going to be just fine, right? Um, it, my concern is is the Senate. If that tips over and the deciding vote is cast by uh, Kamala Harris because it's 50-50, then we got a problem. And I think the most fascinating thing about all of this, which is getting lost in the wash because naturally we're all distracted with, with uh, what's going on between Trump and Biden right now, is those two Senate races in Georgia, right? It's 48-48. Um, likely we're getting Alaska, North Carolina wrapped up for the Republican side. They're going to end up at 50 you got two seats left, right? And those are both in, in Georgia. Those are both going to be runoffs, basically, in January sometime. Because if, unless they, one of them hits the 50% threshold, if, if, what's his name, Purdue gets the 50% plus one vote, okay, then now it's 51 uh, to, the, uh, to the Republicans, and they have control of the Senate still. Um, otherwise, I, you know, I think we got problems if, if the Dems end up with the White House the Senate and Congress. I'm just never comfortable with one party rule. No, that sounds terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, by God, it does. Well, it's just I've never paid attention to the Speaker of the House until it, until it was Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> and it seems like it's been Nancy Pelosi for 112 years. Well, one wasn't was it the Speaker of the House that was Dennis Hastert? Is that what the guy that we were talking about the other day that got uh, arrested for molesting kids? Oh, kid toucher, yeah. yeah Wasn't yeah. he the Speaker yeah. of the House? Was he Speaker of the House? Or was he, I guess he was, yeah, for a period of time. Uh, or, was it? Or minority leader. Um, That's crazy that that guy got to that position and then wound up getting 15 months. Mm -hmm. Here it is. Is that what we got? 2007, so okay. uh, quite a while. Eight fucking years. Longest serving Republic Speaker of the House in history. Wow. And he was a kid fucker. And what was his sentence? His sentence was only 15. 15 months. How does that work? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. How so, does that work? Yeah. He knows where the bodies are buried. <laughs> yeah. That's how that works. Yeah. They're like, look, 15 months, it'll be gone before you know it. Come no, on, Dennis. It'll be gone before Keep you know it. Keep a secret, Dennis. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I think, look, my favorite, uh, <laughs> it's, it's the irony, right? It's a lack of self-awareness on both sides that I always find fascinating. Um, the, my favorite tweet... Uh, so far since Tuesday, since the election day, uh, was after, I think it was came out on Wednesday, some progressive tweeted, I think I'm almost getting it word for word, Republicans are such sore fucking losers. <laughs> and I read it, and I thought, well, this has got to be like a parody, right? They got to be kidding around. And so then you have to dig in there and investigate and read everything else they've been reading or writing. And and you look and you realize, no, it's, they're serious. And then you read the thread after that, and all the responses are like, oh, that's so true. That fuckers, they can't take a loss. And you're thinking, there is no fucking self-awareness well, on that side. It's 
I have no respect for people that mass generalize entire political parties like that. It's so stupid. Republicans are such this. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. come on, just, just stop. I know what you do. You're just, you're just spitting out nonsense. Like, that's, it's one thing if you want to say that. I guess that it is what you're saying on Twitter, though. The problem is it's written down, right? So you take it more seriously. But if you're just right. having coffee with your friend. And you're like, Republicans are such fucking sore losers. And like, yeah, right? Like they would say they are, right? You know, but when you're saying it to the whole world, it's like you're allowing the whole world to listen in on a conversation you're having at Starbucks. You got to be a little bit better at being self-aware and also recognizing that you spent, if you're a, a hardcore Democrat, you spent the last four years saying Russia got Trump into power. And even after the evidence yeah. comes out that that's not true, you're in denial of that, yeah. and they've and, never taken it back. And you've got you've got different groups, right? I mean, and this is again, you're right. This is this is on both sides. Ooh. This is right. This is left. This doesn't. It, it's always you know they say, oh, that, co- that yeah, coffee yeah. went all over the place. Yeah, yeah. but I caught yeah. it. You did? No, I did. It yeah. went over a little bit. I we caught it a, in mid spill. Just leave a, some towels in here, buddy. I always spill. <laughs> Just so, leave some towels and. It's a shaky time. Case, uh, yeah, we do a Zoom call. Um, just, how was that? Isn't that crazy? Wow. Who thinks about doing that? It's on a not Zoom just call? one person that's been busted doing that either. No. It's quite a few. Yeah. You know good. what this shows you really? How many men are addicted to pornography? That's what it yeah. shows you. How many men are addicted to masturbation and pornography? So much so that while they're supposed to be working during the day, they, they can't help themselves. Yeah. And you would think, though, yeah, I mean, it, it's that's that's a very good point. It's just I I'm just you're stunned by the idea that perhaps during a business Zoom call you could set that aside for the for for that thirty yeah. minutes or so. I mean, but, I, uh, I wonder if they're still listening to the conversation and how does it not break your concentration? <laughs> Who knows? You know, some people Thanks, find buddy. different things interesting. Um, <laughs> so we're gonna run through those second quarter numbers. Oh God. I gotta yeah, <laughs> come to the second quarter second numbers. Quarter. <laughs> yeah. uh, the logistical supply chain. What is um mm. like the status right now? It's like Pennsylvania. It, so mm. here we are. First of all, uh, it's Friday. Okay, the election was on Tuesday. We're, we're yeah. supposed to know who the president is. How the fuck does an Alaska know? I just read <laughs> yeah. that Alaska only has fifty percent reported. Yeah. Yeah, you well, you know, it's a, it's a big space. Fucks. It's a big space. You got It's a lot of distance to for those, you know, sled dog teams to go with the ballots. And, is that and what it is? I well, no, I I can't Someone's imagine that's lazy. what it is, right? Someone up yeah. there is lazy. I mean, it's but it is it is funny because okay, look, if if he, if one side's winning two to one, um, but there's fifty percent left. Yeah, you no, can't you really can't you it. can't call it. No, it's that that is okay. That's true, but yeah. So where we are is is uh, what the hell? It's it's uh, Friday, and it looks you like Pennsylvania thought. is leaning towards Biden. Yeah, Georgia's leaning towards Biden. It's basically over for for Trump. You would, I mean, if you look at it, you don't see a lot of avenues uh, for success on on this one. I mean, look, Pennsylvania, you know, they're still saying, uh, rightly so, it's too close to call. Uh, they've got eight thousand some odd uh, military absentee ballots still to count. The assumption would be. Just those like they, would be just, Trump. those would be for Trump. Just like they assume a lot of the mail-in ballots in, in the Philadelphia area or Allegheny, or it, it will be for Biden. Uh, but they have to go through that process. Now, the Pennsylvania is an interesting one, right? I mean, I again, uh, there's a lot of people that are that are getting very pissy about Trump's attitude towards this whole thing. And could he be more eloquent? Could he just shut the puck up and let the system work? Right? Let his legal teams do what they're supposed to do and what they're entitled to do. Um, and just say, you know, we just have to work through the process. Well, yeah, he could, of course he could, but he's not going to. 
But Pennsylvania is interesting because the, 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 the problem up there, and maybe there's no fucking fraud. You have to, it's, it's like an investigation, right? When you do an investigation, you have to base it on, right from the very beginning, you have to base it on facts, on something concrete, right? If you don't, you're building an entire investigation potentially on, on very shaky ground. The whole thing comes tumbling down and it's a, it's a house of shit. So, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a, a, an operation, intel operation. Everybody remembers from maybe not the WMD, you know, fiasco, you know, from Iraq. The idea that, oh, my God, we got to get in there because they got WMD. Well, a lot of that, you know, was, was based on one source reporting, right, which got into the reporting chain and then got re, re, you know, reinvented in another report and then got, you know, uh, self-corroborated in other reporting. And before you know it, you're confirming all the same information from originally that one source, right? Very shaky. So you're not building a, uh, an invasion of a country on, on solid information. So with Pennsylvania... Um, if people are looking at that and going, oh, there's all sorts of shit going on and it's, 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 it's fraud, well, you got to step back and you got to say, okay, where are the problems? Now, there's a handful of, of issues that I think are legitimate in Pennsylvania, one of them being uh, this idea that the state Supreme Court uh, circumvented what the legislative branch in Pennsylvania said about uh, ballots and when you can count the ballots up until what time, uh, the postmarking on the ballots, and and so that's a legitimate issue that probably or could end up in, in a higher court is did the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania have that right, according to the Constitution, to just – because the state houses in each state set the, the laws about the, the, this very thing. And you got a problem, though, in Pennsylvania because the state house is run by Republicans. Now, this bullshit about how long it's taking to count the votes could have been sorted out if a year ago – or not even that, if six months ago, when we knew this pandemic was, was a problem, when we knew we were going to get unprecedented levels of mail-in uh, votes, if the Republican state house had said, okay, here's when we can start counting those mail-in votes, as soon as we start receiving them, how about that? So they could have been well ahead. You know, so it, it's, it's both, both sides have fucked this up, right? It's not one side or the other. Both sides, once again, both, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, 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 the truth is always, uh, you know, we talked about this before, is always somewhere in the center, and that's, that's true here. But anyway, Pennsylvania, close to call. Um, you know, this idea that they're, they're preventing observers from coming in or standing close enough, because they allowed them in, but then, you know, were they able to stand close enough to observe anything of any value? Um, that should never be in question. Right? So they let them in. Is this all been corroborated? This is proven they let them in but they wouldn't let them actually observe what they were doing yeah there was delays in some districts right some because counties run these elections and and so some counties you know do it by the book and others apparently have decided they can do things a little bit differently so uh, some uh they were not able to get in as far as access goes as you know once the voting started some they weren't able to go in for the pre-vote counting or the pre uh the pre-voting day counting of these ballots um and others, they were able to go in, and they were kept maybe 25 feet back instead of uh, what That's apparently crazy. was like a six-feet distance that had been, I, I think, I'm not, don't quote me on this, but maybe a, a responsibly decided that you could be six feet away because how, of social how could you distancing. Read it 25 feet away? That seems insane. Exactly. Some places had them watching on monitors, which, again, is, is, is useless. But uh, so in those, the, the problem there is that should never happen. You should be able to always agree, both sides, that you need— uh, campaign observers in there, and they have that right to observe the counting of these things. 
And it all comes down to the same issue, whether it's that or whether it's, um, you know, uh, counting ballots because, you know, or, or, or discarding ballots because the person's died previous to the election. It all comes down to the perception of fraud. There may not be anything going on in this election in terms of fraud, fraudulent activity, when, it, when, when all is said and done and all the investigations are done. But the damage is already done because people perceive it as, 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 as possible. So a lot of people perceive it as likely or as happening. And if you don't have a transparent system set up, right, that is easy to see, it, you've got to be able to look at it and not be told by politicians or not be told by, uh, you know, election officials or the media that it's, it's, a, it's a good, credible system. The, the, the voter has to be able to look at the process and say, yeah, you know, that's fair and transparent. It's like, um, it, you know, it's, it's like uh, cover for action, right? If I'm, doing a, if I'm doing surveillance on some target, right, um, and I'm out in the middle of some, whether it's a shithole or whether it's, uh, you know, an urban center in a developed country, I have to have cover for action. I have to have a reason that is plainly obvious by passerbys or by local authorities or police that patrol the area. Oh, I get it. That's why he's there, right? We did an op one time where... Um, it was overseas. We were waiting for a target to uh, to show up, um, and it was uh, it was a port, right? And uh, a lot busy, a lot of people coming and going, tourists, uh, workers, commercial workers, everybody coming and going from this busy port. And you know what you didn't have is you didn't have a lot of people just hanging out, right? There weren't a lot of opportunities just to hang out. So you had, a, had to have a reason, right? So what do you do? You set somebody down there with a couple of uh, pieces of luggage and a, and a baby stroller and a baby. Um, don't ask me where I got the baby from. And you... Uh, you just stole a baby. <laughs> you know, hey, it's for the good of the country. Um, and I, 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 we requisitioned it. We got it. We have a we have a baby requisition department down in the basement of the agency. No, we don't. No, no. It was my own baby, actually. It was my really? daughter when she was a little baby. You and used your own daughter during a covert operation. Why is that wrong? I don't think so. No, I mean, I'm just curious. Yeah, yeah. and so it, and it, and it worked like a charm because they could sit there for hours, right, waiting theoretically for a boat, but obviously pulling surveillance uh, from an observation post. And people walking by were like, "Yeah, there's a there's you know some lady with a baby, you know, suitcases." To cover for action. Uh, they did a they they they, they whacked it, an industrialist in, in Germany one time, where the uh, the hit team, um, it was very elaborate, but they uh, they did what they always do. They surveil, they figure out the guy's routes, and as is usual, your your choke points. You know that's what they're looking for. Where does the, where, you know you get in a vehicle and you drive, you're going to have choke points. Usually it's at the place of work or it's at your home, right? Uh, but it may be somewhere. In between, maybe there's a there's a an avenue that's always you know blocked up. Maybe there's a turn that they have to come to a complete stop. There's, you're you're looking for that choke point where you can uh, lay out the attack, where you control the environment. Right? There was a place in the Philippines that still exists. Uh, we used to call it Ambush Alley, right? Because you'd start at one end, you go to the other, and, and it was a, it was a cut through. There weren't that very many of them, and sometimes it was the only one to get from one part of the, of the city to another. And once you got in there. You know, you just hit the gas because you were a host. If you got caught up in there and there was an insurgency going on, and so, you know, uh, roadblocks and, and, uh, and local hit teams, they call them sparrow units, uh, were always a, a, a concern. And so that was, that was a choke point. Ambush Alley was a choke point. Anyway, long story short, they whacked this industrialist, but the hit team, uh, who, after they'd done their surveillance and they decided where that point was for the attack, 
they uh, showed up one day in uh, construction gear and construction uniforms and started digging a trench as a construction team, right? You can look that. You drive by, you go, oh, they're building something, or they're digging a trench, right? Uh-huh. It's cover for action. Um, and so it's this, I don't know how I'm making this analogy, but it's the same with the election. You got, voters got to be able to look at it and go, it's transparent. I see why it's transparent. I but can you're move on. talking about fuckery. Yeah. You're talking about them. They, they did a bad job of hiding corruption. That's what you're saying. You say cover well, for action yeah, yeah. is you're, it's deceptive. Like you're, what you're describing is deceptive. Well, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying is they've, they, the system has to be clearly um, uh, transparent and, and, and honest and credible by just from the voter's perspective. You, right. can, you can't do shit like adjust the rules about just because we say, ah, oh, pandemic, now we've got to change the rules and you know these states are going to change them and these states won't and this state has Why, this. How did you make you know? the connection from that to cover for action? Um, you know, because, uh, oh, I, I, I know. Because you think like you for an back in. Yeah. yeah, cover for action is because, because sorry, I know. This is, uh, this is yeah, try being in my house and, and my have, try being part of my family and following me at the dinner table. Um, it's because with cover of action, just like with looking at the the voting and saying, okay, I see why it's transparent. I see cover of action. You got to look and go, okay, I get it. That's what they're there for, and you move on. You don't you don't you don't think about it. You don't have to be told. You know, you don't have to stop and go. Excuse me, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. Right? It's just evident on on the face of it. How are there you know? not universal voting rules for each state that are federal? How is how is it that different states are allowed to come up with their own rules like? Like I was reading something about uh, in Georgia, they were uh, allowing people who had made mistakes on their ballots to redo their ballots, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they ca- they called them curing the ballots. Yeah, yeah, you've got that. You've also got what the, is that? You've got the ability to change your vote too in some places. What? Yeah, you can change your vote up until you know. What? The, yeah, up until the deadline of the election day. Um, there are some places where you can you can go in. You have to request it, and then you have to, and then you can change your vote. Um, which, if you think about it, is not bad because if on election day you wake up and you find out that the candidate you voted for has committed murder, then you think, okay, I'd like right. to change my vote. Well, I think a lot of people did want to actually change their vote after the second Biden um, w- debate. That was yeah. a big uh, Google search. There was a thing that they were talking about the Google That's searches right. for how to change your vote went up some yep. astounding number. Yeah, because he just had a really tel- terrible debate. No one has done worse on the campaign trail and won. That's I one agree thing. With you. And more yeah. people vote yeah. in this election than have ever voted. Yeah, since uh, like the nineteen hundred, early nineteen hundreds or something. Right? I mean, Kamala Harris. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but I, I think you know we should fact check this. But I don't think she held a press conference during the entire campaign. I don't think she had one single press conference. She had appearances, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think she actually held a press conference during the entire campaign. That's astounding, right? Uh, but yeah, I agree. This look, we're we're in this position that we're in right now in a variety of ways, and uh, because of the pandemic, for right? sure. Yeah, and yeah. So and also because the people that hate Trump really hate him. Mm. Like, mm. I don't remember. I remember people not liking George Bush and maybe even hating George Bush W, and even H W. But not like this. This is a different level of hate. Yeah. But also, it's a different level of love. They love him in a way that I don't ever remember seeing. I don't remember seeing like yeah, these yeah. fucking 
lines of cars that are miles long honking with signs for any other candidate other than Trump. No. Well, people used to go crazy over uh, Millard Fillmore. I remember that. That was... Who, who uh, was they, that? Oh, they loved Fillmore. No, I, I don't You're know. joking? I, I am joking. That's a terrible <laughs> yeah, that's joke. A terrible How dare I, you? I just went with it. I Maybe Ross yeah. Perot. People were really into Perot. Oh, yeah. But, uh, but those are the same people that are now into QAnon. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> somebody sent me a video. Yeah. I went down a, a QAnon rabbit hole last oh, night geez. of how Trump is set up all the, the Dems, and this is a sting operation, and that there's, uh, yeah. God, I forget what they were saying, that this is all, all of the ballots have been blockchained, and... Yeah, you, yeah. you heard yeah. this, Jamie? Yeah. yeah. I had to dig this up last night. It's been going around for two years, apparently, and, like, popped back up this week. Good God. But the, the conversation that these two guys were having about it was, like, people that are really into comic books talking about their favorite characters. It's It's... It's so weird because it's it's clearly, and this is not to disparage people that think there's something illegitimate about this election. This is not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, people that are into certain conspiracy series, and QAnon is one of them, where they it it becomes a thing they're into, whether it's real or not. It's a thing yeah, they're yeah. into. It's like you're in a club. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And they're all in yeah. on this thing, and they're constantly tuning into this thing to find out what the latest is. It's almost like a serial show that you're reading about on message boards. You know, it's yeah. like it's it's so, like he's making these little drops of information of what's going to happen and then some people are experts on these drops. It's like a Ponzi scheme. You bring your friends in and then you're you're a little bit higher <laughs> up the chain in QAnon and so you know a little bit more and you've got more friends within it and they, but it is it is it's it's uh strange. It is it is strange. And I mean look it's 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 this has surfaced a lot of weird uh Behavior and groups over the the, yeah. the 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 past four years, and 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 look at the. I mean, you've got all these various elements. You've got the the resistance. You've got the never Trumpers. You got this this uh, group, the the Lincoln Project, right? And those guys, if if anyone scored big out of this whole you know four year run, and and you know particularly this past year, it's got to be those guys, right? I'd and love to see. What is the Lincoln Project? Well, they're they're some guys that they claim to be you know uh, Republicans, conservatives, and oh my God, we're horrified at at the state of. The Republican Party, and so you know we've we've set our line in the sand, and, and never Trumpers basically, and so we're going to uh, we're going to raise a lot of money, and, and we're going to fight this thing, and we're going to make sure that we fight for all the the uh, the Democratic candidates, and we're going to get uh, we're going to get Trump out of there, and and uh, yeah, of course we're conservatives and Republicans, and we're going to do this. Um, <laughs> Because, hey, look, they didn't get jobs in the administration, right? And so I have a feeling they, 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 part of this started when they didn't get enough hugs, right? And they, they didn't get what they wanted out of this. Um, part of it maybe is they're actually legitimately, you know, uh, upset with, with uh, the administration over certain things. But uh, I can't, help but, think, weird I can't help but think that they just raised a lot of money. I'd love to see, you know how you do with charities? You look and see what their, what their spend is, mm-hmm. how much of it goes to administration for the, oh. the project, and how much of it actually goes and be, is used for, for things like uh, actual ads. Uh, I'd love to see how much money got ended up in their pockets, because I guarantee you once this is over, if Biden wins, um, they'll somehow morph into something that now makes money by fighting some of the policies that the Biden White House wants to push out there. Mm. It's, it's, it just seems it seems odd. But there's a lot of groups like that that have come out. A lot of people, uh, you know, uh, spouting their self righteousness over, over, uh, you know, the the idea that that uh, Trump's a terrible person. I don't think he's a great person, right? But we've talked about this before. You don't. I don't think you need to actually like your president. You know, you need to like your policies. And the operations that you know that, that that we're doing overseas and the things that we do, 
Um, would I prefer a, a kinder, gentler, more eloquent? Oh, good, good. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's all touchy-feely, but I like the policies. Did I dislike Trump enough, right, to vote for the potential policies that are coming down the pike with a, a Biden White House and a Senate possibly controlled by the Democrats? Uh, no, but, you know, then again, I voted for Kanye, so what do I know? <laughs> what do well, I know? That's why, like, figureheads are weird, right? Because uh, a figurehead could be polarizing, they could be they could be someone that people love no matter what they do, mm-hmm. and they could be someone that people hate no matter what they do. And yeah. That, yeah. that's where it gets strange, where policies and the direction of a government is attached to an individual personality. Yeah, and we've definitely seen this more, like you said, it, it's... It's got that, uh, you know, as a lot of people on the left will say, it's got that cultish feel, and, yeah. and because they, he he does draw this uh, this uh, the animosity from the left, obviously, but yeah, it's just, it's this bizarre devotion oh, yeah. that you get, and and I think it's 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 not necessarily a lot of the folks aren't necessarily you know devoted to Trump. It's not like it's not that it's not a Jim Jones thing as much as they're devoted to the idea of of waving the flag of standing up for America, which is all good shit, yeah. right? But you gotta, you gotta keep it in, you gotta keep it in perspective, right? And mm-hmm. I just think we're we've we've lost perspective on a in a lot of things. I mean, you know, I, you talk to somebody on the left and they'll say, "Oh my God, it's the death of the republic we've been facing for the past four years. It's the toughest time we've ever seen." And you think, oh, for fuck's sake, settle down. Yeah, and then you just go you go to the right and they're like, "Oh my God, if the if Biden wins, you know, we're fucked." And settle down. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Settle the everybody, fuck down. Everybody, everybody settle both the sides. fuck down. Right. Settle down. Get into the center. Uh, I definitely get some think work done. I like a good left, right, left, right. I like that. I like I like when the country goes left and the country goes right. I just think it gives everybody a chance, <laughs> settles everybody down, and it also yeah. gives everybody a, a much clearer understanding of the reality of what it means to have someone as a president. How much does it actually affect your day-to-day life? Right. And what really affects your day-to-day life is what we were talking about earlier, the actual policies. Whether Trump's an asshole or not, the, the real problem with having an asshole for a president is it encourages other assholes right. to be assholes. And this is the first time there's ever been a president that actually encouraged assholishness. Um, but, yeah, but I mean, he came out yet last night, this press conference, which you know a lot of people were horrified by, and, and then you know a lot of people got on the right and kind of cheered. Um, and I think his first sentence out of the gate, um, in the midst of all this sort of concern and chaos and the angst from everybody, is was, uh, look, if you just count the legal votes, I, I, I've won easily. Okay, all right. You know what? You, it's not necessary. You don't have to do that. You can say, you know, there, it, this is still being contested. Yeah. We're doing, you know. We're, that doesn't, count, yeah, that know, doesn't yeah. help anybody. We're concerned about some uh, potential irregularities, but don't just start throwing shit at the wall because it demeans the whole process. And that's, so anyway, and that's where it all falls apart. People start losing that credibility or that, that belief in the system and but they, then again, if you've spent four years attacking the credibility of the system by saying it was the Russians that put him in there, right, and then talking about all this other shit about oh he may never leave and and you know he's and and, and they were accusing him over the past couple of years. I'll bet he's going to try to steal the election, right? And so now when the other side's like ah we, we're kind of concerned about some of the things we're seeing, they're like oh for fuck's sake. Don't be, yeah. you know, let's, can't we just all get along? Is anybody accusing the Republicans of voter fraud in the states that Trump won? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, that's a good question. Um, I have not seen anything related to that. I haven't that. seen that either. No, How nothing. come? Yeah. Um, 
you know, probably because those states don't matter. I, I hate to say it that way, but how dare you? Know, you? I know. But it talking comes, about it, Texas, you know, I know. Well, you're in Texas. No, sir. Texas mattered. Are you kidding me? Right, but Texas mattered. But Trump but, won Texas. Te- Is there any talk but, of? But the expectation was was that he would, even though right. there was this talk about it. There's going to be this, you know, I, I right. Like no one's yeah. talking about voter fraud in California for Biden. Right, right. right. Uh, or you know, it's oh my god, he's you know, there's something hinky's going on in Mississippi, right? So yeah, it's that doesn't happen. But I think. Uh, Look, the polls got it all wrong. Um, the only time the pundits were right, I think, is when they were citing that, look, it's going to come down to uh, a handful of important states. And they usually would cite uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia. And Florida. Uh, and Florida, Arizona. So they, they, they got that right. Everything else they got wrong again. But, um, I, I, look, I, 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 again, if whether there is or isn't, if you've got legitimate grievance, if you've got... Uh, potential evidence, and you can look at a place like Nevada, and if you've got uh, Nevada, 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 if you've got uh, a few thousand ballots that are in question because it appears that either they weren't residents of the state or perhaps they died some time ago, that's Is that reg- true. Well, Is that what's going on right now? That's what they're claiming. That's what they're claiming. And, Who's and they? The Republican Party, and they filed a, a suit, and they've uh, submitted documentation supposedly to the DOJ about these ballots. But I guess my point is, whether it is or isn't, if that's that's potentially a legitimate concern, it's not going to turn things. It's not going to change anything, right? It's not going to. It's the, the vote count's not going to be big enough to change Nevada's decision, likely. So the numbers of if there is fraud, the numbers are not enough to be relevant to the overall count, right? Which is the which is the issue in most of these places. Look, you're not really going to overturn a hundred thousand votes. No, and it's not yeah. going to happen in Philadelphia if you say, okay, we're going to you know, we're going to we're going to call, toss out these seven hundred ballots or whatever. What? But I think it is important. Again, going back to this idea that you've got to maintain faith in the system by showing people that it's credible. Right. So if there are irregularities, just like the Dems did in 2000, and just like in other elections, it's not uncommon at all to have a contested election result in this country. The law, the law accounts for it. And so go after that. Explain what you're doing. Be transparent in what you're doing. And then, for fuck's sake, learn from it for the next one around. Right. Make these changes. And maybe this was an anomaly because of the pandemic, and we're never, ever going to see this many mail-in ballots again. I just find it hilarious whenever I say that people should be able to vote online, because you could bank online. Like, no, there's too much room for fraud. As opposed to what? Stacks of paper that people can count? (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? It seems like you can get a code that is unique to you, like a QR code. Or, or some biometric code that's based on your FaceTime or your fingerprint if you have an Android phone, and it will 100% prove that it's you, Yep. and yep. you can fucking vote off your phone. Yeah. Like, that seems pretty easy to me. I don't get it. We should be able to come up with a better system, and and you're right. I, you know, the, the, the problem with this was, again, it wasn't explained well enough, right? Mm-hmm. And so you have the perception, whether it's existing, whether it's happening or not, you have this perception of fraud. Um, look, I mean, you've got and, and social media just 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 pumps the shit out of this and and causes this problem in a, a major way. You've got uh, these videos now that are floating around uh, Twitter and, and elsewhere of of ballot uh, workers uh, working at polling stations uh, filling out right filling out ballots, mm-hmm. and so they'll they'll just like lock in. They'll take ten seconds of of somebody taking a an empty ballot, stamping it, filling it out, and then putting it in the box, and then taking another one, stamping it, filling it out. And 
and, and people will go, oh my God, they're falsifying ballots. They're just creating ballots out of whole cloth. And then that'll blast around. And before you know it, you got like, you know, 100,000 people retweeting this bullshit without investigating it. Going back to what I said before, you, you can't just, you can't build your argument on, on shit. You know, now if that's a problem, fine, investigate it. But you also have to look at what are the other scenarios. Well, maybe these are all ballots that wouldn't fit through the scanner or that, you know, got kicked out. And so now what do they got to do? They got to put them onto a, a new ballot, run it through or whatever. I mean, th- that happens, right? That's, that's a thing. I don't understand what you're saying. If you, if someone is right, is the person in front of them who filled out the ballot with them? No. Okay. No. So, so if someone fills out a ballot and there's an issue with that ballot, then you allow a worker to, to make a copy of that ballot? With under observation. Under observation yeah, by who? Uh campaign which i'm not polling that's expert, the but, thing though like know. is it a republic right. like, if it's if he's filling it out for a republican is a democrat over his shoulder to make making you're sure you're supposed that, to have uh one of each one of each yeah you're supposed to have uh both parties have the ability driving to have ferraris there. afterwards yeah yeah, yeah yeah no i said so i guess my point is whether it's that or this you you can't just you can't just assume that the shit that you see I, we should how do we not know this right by now, the shit that you see on social media, you should probably question it and at least do your own research and find out whether it's true before you then kick it back out or talk about it like it's gospel. Here's what I'm ready to talk about like it's gospel, even yeah. though I have no evidence whatsoever, because mm. people keep saying it to me over and over again. In Wisconsin, um, of 100,000 votes came in for Biden overnight, and they were 100% for Biden. They were for no one else. Is yeah. that true? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? I've heard, no, I've heard that. I've heard that. I don't know whether it's true or not. Sounds like a Q- QAnon video. Yeah, it does. It does. I but mean, they've st- got the blockchain. Don't st- worry. Trump statistically, is on the case. it it's would seem surprising. I mean, you got 89% or 90% voter turnout in particular areas. You think that's pretty damn high. But, and again, those are the things that, fine. Let the let the system work. Let the let the legal teams do it because they're citing it. They're looking right, at it too. Right, but they think it's too late. The, yeah. the issue is, you know, like, I was uh, talking to someone who understands these things very mm-hmm. well, and they mm-hmm. were describing it to me that when uh, the 2000 election came along with Bush and Gore, that Bush had fantastic lawyers, like the cream of the crop, and that that is not the case right now with this this scenario where they're dealing with legal fraud or the potential for fraud. I don't know. I would I would oh, say No, Joe Biden did not, not get, get 100%. Yeah. Who okay. who made this? Jamie Snopes? No local huh? Milwaukee. Mo- more communist bullshit. Is this from Vox? Yeah. What yeah. is this from? It's local Mil- Milwaukee news station. Well, they're probably communists. I'm sure. This fucking local Milwaukee. Yeah. Get out of here. No, Joe Biden did not See, get I, I read 100% that. of all Milwaukee absentee ballots. Yeah, I but that's not. That but hold on a second. That's different. not what the um, the claim was. The claim was a bunch came overnight and that they were 100% for Biden. So that could still be true, and they could still say that he did not get 100% of all absentee ballots because that's not what the claim was. So that 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 communist newspaper that you just read <laughs> wait, wait, from wait. Don't, don't that scroll. hates America. Don't move it yet. Look over there. The Federalist. <laughs> yes. This is the headline. Yes. Yeah. Democrats are trying to steal the election in Michigan and Wisconsin. Okay, read the yeah. Federalist cuz those are good Americans. <laughs> yeah. This is care. <laughs> well, that's when it was supposed to be happening. As of this writing, it appears that it the appears. Democratic Party machines in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania are trying to steal the election. 
As reporters and commentators went to bed early Tuesday morning, all three states were too close to call. But President Trump led former Vice President Joe Biden by comfortable margins, far beyond what had been predicted in the polls. None of the networks called these states because enough mail-in ballots remained uncounted that it could swing either way. But Trump's position looked good. But here's what's wrong with that, and this is what uh, Kyle Kalinske explained to us, that mail-in ballots were overwhelmingly Democrat because Democrats tend to be pussies who are scared to go there in person because they don't want to get coughs. Is that correct? Is that what he said? There was also something I was hearing that... Uh, I made that up. a Republican, like... Uh, no one even cares. They all wanted to push for one day. They wanted to do it all in one day. They didn't want to vote early. It's like a uh, sense of pride type thing. Well, look, I mean, oh. Trump did you know, make a big day. deal about telling his, his supporters, show up on the day, right? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a voting person kind of guy. I have, I'm, I'm old school. I like to I show up. You do that. Someone that did something. It feels says, good. Then someone announces, yeah, Mike Baker has voted, you know, and you, and you get your sticker. Right? I was <laughs> going to put my sticker yeah. and take a picture, but I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. Once oh. Chelsea Handler put them on her tits, I'm like, we're done here. Yeah, nobody wanted that. Nobody needed she, to see she, that shit. She put them as pasties. It's a creative move. It gets people to pay attention. So this, what? <laughs> yeah. What? I'm sorry, I was joking around about the Federalist, but this. So with the, with where this guy go back to that article because what this guy's getting wrong is that yes. Trump had a lead, but they were counting the in-person votes first, and then they counted the mail-in votes. The mail-in votes were already overwhelmingly slanted towards Democrats. Because some of these states, and again, some of them with uh, Republican state houses, you know, that that was the regulation or the law that they put in place was that you can't count those votes early, the mail-ins, I mean. You can't vote them early. So, so yeah, people went—part of the problem was people went to bed. On Tuesday night, thinking, right. "Well, look at this. Trump's gonna <laughs> right." And it's like going to bed because you, you, you think the game's all locked up. Exactly. You wake up in the morning, exactly. and, you know, you got you got screwed. Like that Super Bowl uh, a few years ago when they won it in the last. Yes. So only when I left, I left the Super Bowl party. I was like, "Let's get the fuck out of here. This game's <laughs> over." And they won it. Yeah, yeah, they won it in overtime. The um the thing about all this stuff is that people want the narrative to fit with how they feel it should have gone. So they feel it should have gone to Trump. So someone's trying to steal the election. Right. Instead of, no, they're counting mail-in ballots later. There is a weird thing with, like, the Democrats wanting mail-in ballots. It's almost like wanting to mail them in is also sort of a political statement in regards to the handling of the pandemic by the Republican president. This is the same people that have, like, their fucking Twitter profile picture with a mask on. Hey, Stop. Yeah, it's my just stop. It's you, my you mask have, of righteousness. You're, you you yeah. got a selfie with a mask on. Fuck you. Yeah, you yeah. know what you're doing. That's a weird political statement. Yeah, I isn't got, it I, weird? I don't mean it's, fuck it, you. I well, say fuck. No. I'm getting aggressive. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't mean it. I'm just being silly. People no. think I'm serious sometimes. No. I have to be careful. No, but it's. it's <laughs> But he no, said, "Fuck people who wear oh my masks." God, he's an anti-masker. Uh, oh, anti-masker is a new thing, I think. Yeah, I, I got to tell you, I, I, you look, I, I think it's, it's a simple thing. Put on a mask, but, but you're right. There, are, there are people who wear it proudly, like the yes. early, early days of adopting and, and driving a Prius. Right? They're, they're the doing same idea. it. I've seen people do podcasts with a mask on. Fuck you. And he doesn't mean that. He just. I do mean that. For podcasters, I do mean that. Yeah. Especially when they're doing it by themselves. There's no one in the room. You got a mask on. I've seen that. 
or there's someone in other rooms nowhere near you and you're wearing a mask. It's a political statement. Right. It's a thing. You're showing that you are a responsible person. It's a way of flying your flag of virtue. Yeah. I am wearing a mask. I'm not one, one of those. Like if you see those people that get in fights at Walmart because they don't want to wear You're infringing on my freedoms. <laughs> it's always the worst fucking human beings. The, the people that represent not wearing a mask are never exemplarily like scholarly brilliant yeah. people who are like well the reality is about virus particles and the size of these particles it's it's preposterous it doesn't make any sense also i've been tested and yeah. uh, it's my you, you risk. have a very strict testing reg, uh, yes. regime here you yeah. probably you probably you guys probably tested more frankly than anybody else dude i was tested yeah. last night and then i got tested again this morning so i was tested last night at the governor's mansion oh i met the governor oh Hung out with the governor. Oh, that's good news. Governor yeah. Abbott's a cool guy. Yeah. He's like a legitimately nice guy. I really enjoyed his company. I, I like him a lot. Um, and then I got tested again this morning. Yeah. So I get tested all the time, constantly. And th- But that's why we wear no masks and we could talk shit. Yeah. And when yeah. young Jamie fucked off because uh, he uh, decided to go party... He was he was at a disco. <laughs> what? He was at a disco. They screaming, still have a disco. Screaming. He was uh, raving. I think he was at a oh. rave. Oh. And uh, actually a roller derby. <laughs> <laughs> we should actually clarify this because if it was a disco, we need to talk about that more. <laughs> no, he went to a bar and he was out on a patio and he got the vid. Oh. And uh, so he, uh, but he was, you know, you were barely sick. You were sick for a day. When you came in, he was really convinced that it was um, some sort of allergy. When did you? So how long did you have before you got tested? Well, we tested him. I was off. No, we were off that week, remember? So it was quite a while. Um, So there was a week where I was elk hunting. So we were were gone, um, and Jamie probably got it the weekend I left and didn't feel bad until three or four days later. And then by the time we came in, it was a, a good seven days, right? Something like that? Yeah, I mean, okay. I, I didn't even feel sick when that day. I was like, I'm... F- yeah, no, 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 tested positive. No, no temperature? I don't think so. No, I mean, it may, uh, it's hard to tell. It was hot as shit here. I was worried, though, that we were going to have to shut. <laughs> that was true. It was hot as yeah. shit. Well, I was worried that we were going to have to shut the show down, but the yeah. doctor informed me that since I never was really close to him, he, we made him sit in the corner like a dunce. <laughs> and uh, after we found out that he had the cooties, and we tested him again, he failed the second test. But hey, um, Did you think about firing him at that point? No fucking uh, way. That's no it. Way. You're done. No way, because I could have caught it too. Listen, mm. I, I was I, just in. Uh, I was in D.C. We we're filming for a Discovery series called "What on Earth," right? And these guys, the, the film crew for the, this series, is usually from England. Do uh, they quarantine people? Oh my god! Oh, Those yeah. guys go through the protocols, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, I yeah. I, I believe uh, I understand how they would do that for a film or a production, but mm. for a podcast, like. It goes on all year. There's yeah. no way I can tell people what to do with their life, especially right. when I go to restaurants and stuff and I wear a mask. I joke around about masks. People are like, does he, he's an anti-masker. I wear a mask every fucking day. I wear it all the time. But I think I do think there's something silly about it. Yeah. Well, again, it, it makes... Look, it, it's like a lot of things in life, right? It makes you feel like you're doing something. It makes you feel good. It makes right? other people feel and, comfortable. That's right. why I wear it. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I'm the same way. I think like it's a, it's a little thing. If other people are happy, do I think it's necessarily going to stop? And I know, but I'm happy to do it because it makes other people you know comfortable. I think some of the... Vi- Listen, Mr. Like we're virologists. I know. Some of the virus... <laughs> is stopped by that mask it has to be there's a, a filter it's not i mean some of it can get out 
And so if someone gets a smaller dose of the virus, it's probably less detrimental to their health. That's mm-hmm. probably the argument for it. You know, someone told me that being on a plane is actually very safe because of the way they filter the air. It's true. I, I've felt ever since I've been flying for a while now. I've been back and forth to London and and you know traveling around out to Los Angeles. You can go and, to London right now. Yeah. Right. When did they open that up again? Well, not right now. Now they shut it down until the second of December again. Right. This is oh. this is their second hardcore lockdown. Some parts of England were under uh, what they call a tier three up like north and Manchester that mm-hmm. area. But uh, so now, yeah, now it's a it's problematic, and and I know uh, Greece was allowing American travelers for a while. Uh, get this, China, China has banned uh, visitors from England. <laughs> China, from England? yeah, China said, "Oh my God, no, you guys are what about America? Too infectious." Uh, nah, no, no, that might be a bridge too far for for Xi, but he's okay mm. with banning the the UK residents. But anyway, but I to, to your point, I, I felt uh, you know for quite a while now the safest place to be is on a plane. I got I got on a plane coming from uh, Heathrow to uh, New York City a handful of weeks ago, and there were I don't know six or seven other people on this plane. It's a big plane, right? And there was almost nobody on this thing. Do they allow people to take their mask off while they eat? Mm-hmm. They do. Yeah, yeah. And do you um, have to take it off, like Governor Newsom style, take it off in between bites and put it back on? That's I saw what he that. wants you to do. I saw that. That's fantastic. I actually, he's, yeah. He's a gem. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 doing wonders out there in California. He, he's a gem yeah. of preposterousness. Yeah, uh, but no, no. You can you can actually uh, remove your mask. You can wear it as a as a one ear earring hanging dangling oh. from your ear. It's a new fashion uh, statement. It is. It is a. Fa- I saw. See, a lot of people wear them Biden doing that. in between they in between meals they put it on their wrist like hmm. while they're while they're eating they put it on their wrist and they put it back on their face that's a new thing it is amazing how we've uh, we've it's become normal right mm-hmm. i was thinking about that yesterday quick. walking around the airport looking around and yeah quick and people all and it used to be right that if you saw this is going to sound wrong but if you, you saw someone wearing a mask it was probably somebody from from japan or, or korea or somewhere yeah. right i mean it was like that because it's a little more common over there or um, someone trying to rob somebody well there's that yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what was the last time you walked into a bank wearing a mask? Right? You know what's weird is how many people can recognize you with a mask on. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. So you, I mean, people have actually done that with you. They said, "Dude, yeah. Yeah. mask on, hat, sunglasses." You are you're ready to jack a car in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, Joe but there'll Rogan? be some, but there'll be some yeah. fan. You know, the police won't have any clue who it was, but right. there'll be some fan that go, "That's Joe." Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I I don't again I. I I'm confused over. I will say, there's a class of mask wearers. I'm confused over. Those are the ones who are you'll you'll see are in their car by themselves driving with a mask on. And I'll look over. You shouldn't be see. allowed to vote. Yeah, you should be. I mean, if you're driving in your car, you, you have no say yeah. over anything. If yeah. you, you're in your fucking car yeah. with rubber gloves on and a mask, you stop. Yeah. Or if you're out running or biking with well, a mask. Well, I on. think some people do that for courteous sake because I have uh, Bridget Fetisy was telling me that she was walking down the street on the other side of the street. She was on one sidewalk. Someone was on the other side. Mm. She was walking her dog, and someone was screaming at her to put a mask on. <laughs> put a mask on the dog. Yeah. Uh, no, I. I mean, I get that. If you're if you're running, right? Obviously, if you're running and you're you're, you're in, a, in a heavy. But but I'm talking about people that are running in areas like around us. We got the foothills, right? You right. Go up in the foothills. You can run and not see yeah. anybody. Yeah. But I've seen people up there, you know, running. And it's not like you're running downtown New York City where you're passing people constantly, and you're like you said, you're breathing heavy. It's just. And you know, or you're on a obvious on a on a on a long you know twenty mile bike ride because you got your spandex on mm-hmm. and you're, you're going for a, a big pedal and you got your mask on. I'm thinking, 
probably a it's probably not necessary and b it's probably not that healthy well you know they have you know what a training mask is it's like a oxygen depletion mask that guys would wear very volume super controversial some people say it's horseshit doesn't Mm -hmm. do a goddamn thing for you some people say it's very good for you and it by being able to work hard with very little oxygen it expands your cardiovascular potential Mm. I mean, I think it's, I, it all comes down to what you were saying. You know, it's a little thing in life to bend your spear over, right? To be like a, 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 an anti-masker. Um, it They're all assholes. It, yeah, it just Everyone doesn't make sense. Everyone who's on a plane who no. gets kicked off for not wearing a mask, <laughs> you just go, you know those guys. You know those guys. They they exist. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. they're fucking annoying. It's not that hard, man. Put a mask on. Yeah, nobody's taking away your freedoms. Yeah. Just, just put your mask on. I, I agree, but it, it, there is always that element of... Of uh, I'm standing up to uh, to uh, the man, the, the man, or, or uh, odious government control, yes. or, or you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, but on the other hand, the people that make a big deal of the fact they're wearing a mask are equally annoying. Yeah, well, those not equally. Yeah, well, they're, less, they're, slightly less annoying than the anti-mask people. Yeah. Look, I mean, one thing this whole process has, has taught me is that I find the most annoying people I I think exist out there are. Um, Really, really self-righteous, yes. progressive white people. Right? Oh my God! Yeah, that that demographic, <laughs> right? I mean, the the one the one thing I could say is I can't stand that that group, right? And and now again, you could say the same thing about the hard you know side on the on, on the right, right? I mean, there's there's just both those 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 people, and they probably have more in common than we think, right? Oh, for sure, it's yeah. an ideology. It's, thing. Yes, yeah. Yeah, it's you you want people to know where you stand on something and you believe that where you stand makes you more virtuous. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that's a very eloquent way of putting it. And you want to kick them in the balls. <laughs> All of them. You just want to run up to them, shut your fucking dirty stinky mouth. You're annoying. Oh, you ruin God. all these good causes. That's the problem with all these great causes. There's just some amazing causes that I support, yeah. but they're also supported by twats. Yeah. And these guys that are just just the most annoying liberals. Well, that's like that's like the BLM movement, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's are there legitimate things you could be doing to 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 push forward with police reform that makes sense right yes. the training and the um you know the uh, but you got to fund them right you actually got to get them better less than lethal uh, weaponry um the, the hiring and the vetting but the movement it gets hijacked in part by you know the, this group that you know just wants to feel good about themselves. Do you so, see the girl in Brooklyn the other day that spit in the cop's yes. face? She's yelling at him, "You fucking fascist!" Then she spit in his face. Yeah, and then he's yeah. like, "Thank you, that's assault." Yeah, exactly. Rest her. She's like, "What are you doing? You can't just spit in someone's face." Not only that, he wasn't even saying anything to you. No, he's, he's just, just standing there. He's standing there, and she's and, and she's losing her shit. Young and, kids like that who've never been held up at gunpoint, who've yeah. never been robbed. I don't know if she's ever been robbed. Maybe she has. Maybe she's just really hardcore. <laughs> she's she's been robbed, and she's like, I'll pr- I prefer the fucking thieves to the police. But it's yeah. just this thing where you're supposed to hate the cops because of George Floyd, and or because of a, a number of other incidents that have nothing to do with that guy. It's like you can't you can't hate any group of people because of someone that is not a, just because they do the same job. 
but they're not the same individual. They're right. not the same human. They didn't they didn't do that horrendous crime that everybody saw that makes you angry. Right. This guy in Milwaukee has no fucking relation to this guy in Florida. They don't know each other. They just happen to both be police officers. Yeah. It's the same thing with like a, a firefighter that starts fires because he's crazy. You don't go spitting in other firefighters' face because my fucking dog burnt to death in a fire, you piece of shit. You're like, hey, I fight fires. Yeah, exactly. You know, Jesus like, Christ. Yeah. But we you don't. I mean, we don't. Do, I mean, again, it's this idea that somehow we're. But it's like all groups. Look how many how many how many doctors have put people under sedation and then molested them. A fucking lot, man. A lot. There's a lot of cases. I didn't know there was a, an epidemic of that. Well, it's not an epidemic, on, but, but there's I mean, enough that, yeah. so that if you Google it, you'll mm -hmm. find many, many, many cases where people lost their license to practice, got sued, went to jail. But you don't look at every doctor and go, you piece of shit. I yeah. got molested by a doctor. You, you fucking asshole. And yeah. no one's under more pressure for fear of their life. In in the civilian society, than a cop, right? No one. Well, that's the thing, and we, we don't understand. Again, you know, other than maybe a black guy who gets pulled over by a cop, <laughs> you can yeah, make that argument. You just said it. Yeah, yeah, you could. You're okay, fine. You get to. So they got a lot in common, is what yes, you're saying. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. They're both in, yeah. both scared. No, nobody ever puts. I mean, when you're if you're a state trooper and you pull somebody oh. over on the highway and you you're walking up that you have no idea no what the idea. fuck's about to happen, especially if he's got yeah. no plates, right? Right. Jesus Christ! So it's a, but but again it's it's this idea that it's it's all or nothing, right? And yeah. we and it, and part of that is 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 just the the lack of empathy. Part of it is is the way that we're we're processing information and that fucking social media. That's a big part of it. That's a big yeah. part of it. A big part of it is also this uh, what we were talking about with people being self righteous. They're self righteous all day long on yeah. Twitter, and they're arguing with people about it, and they're finding people that agree with them, and everybody's competing for likes. Social media has ruined discourse, but it's also enhanced it. It's done both. It, it, no, it is. I'm not. I'm not a luddite. I'm not saying it's terrible. I'm just saying that that there is a downside that we we don't seem to be dealing with very well. Look, I mean. Right after this happened, right? So once it became clear that there was not going to be a blue wave and that Biden wasn't going to ride in on it and, and that the House wasn't going to flip a bunch of Republican seats and they weren't going to take the Senate, right away, if you, if you, if you kind of canvassed what was going on in social media, uh, people were like, well, this just, just cements it then. This is clear that it wasn't just an anomaly in 2016. This just cements that half of America is a bunch of shitheads, right? I mean, that was the general tone from yeah. some folks out in social media just saying, well, clearly they're all just, they're either stupid or they're bad people or they're both because they don't agree with me. Yeah, right? And exactly. I, yeah, when the, when the fuck did that happen? Yeah, exactly. There's a yeah. lot of things that people are voting for. They're not just voting one guy bad, one guy good. Mm. That's not what's going on. There's a lot of economic policies. They're dealing with support for the military. That's a, a giant factor with a lot of people. Um, look, for a lot of my friends who are veterans who are either in the military or have been in the military, that is the number one reason why they voted for Trump. And, you know, for Tim Kennedy, that's why he re-enlisted. Yeah. He re-enlisted because he knew that the military was getting more support and that the funding for the military was going to increase substantially and they were going get, to get to take care of things that they that were stagnant for a long time. And he came on the podcast and talked about it, how they, they basically squashed ISIS in under a year. And it was going on forever right, before ever, that. Forever. And they were spreading right. to Boko Haram and all, all throughout Africa. And it was getting scary. Yeah. And funding increased substantially, support increased substantially, 
They got what they needed and they got the job done. That yeah. for a lot of guys, they're not they're not assholes. They just support the military and they know that there was one candidate that was making a big push to support the military and another one that was a part of the whole Benghazi bullshit. Yeah. I mean, that was 2016. They didn't trust her because of that. They didn't they didn't trust her because she's a part of the machine. They're the part of the whole machine that g- yeah. got them into Iraq in the first place under false pretenses. Yeah, and and I mean, where people voted for law and order, right? Yes. And, and, and after the sort of the summer of what they were witnessing, they thought, right. you know what? I I think probably looking at that and then saying I'm for defunding the police or or you know whatever the term they use sometimes right. reimagining policing as a community effort. You think, it doesn't mean you're racist. <laughs> yeah. And then on top of that, what does Biden really support? Like, what is he standing for? Like, what? D- tell me what the policies are. Does anybody know? Is there anything like real clear and present that's at the forefront where it makes sense? Like this is how he's going to clean this up. This is how he's going to clean that up. This is where this is where we're doing wrong, and this is how he's going to fix it. There wasn't a discussion of that. It was just no. Trump is bad. Trump what is, is bad. Trump doing? Trump is ruining everything. I'm going to set up a commission. That's what I mean. He, his answer for a couple of things are like with the pandemic. Well, what are you going to? Oh, I'm going to get a commission of of you know the, the leading scientists, and we're going to look at how do we deliver these things on time, and how do I think? Well, hold on a second, pal. Look, I mean, I I don't doubt that he's a good person. I'm sure he is a good person, but you can't tell me that suddenly you're magically going to you know develop this this level of efficiency that you know wasn't displayed in the previous eight years of of the Obama administration or prior to that when you were you know as a senator for all this time. Admittedly, working within a system that sometimes is hard to move, but I think, you know, his answer to that commission, his answer to court packing, are you in favor of court packing? He wouldn't answer that question. Yeah. You know, so he says, I'm going to form a commission to look at it because I think the Supreme Court's out of whack. What the fuck does that mean? Well, not only that, he said the people don't deserve to know. (laughs) Yeah. You hear that part? (laughs) He says some wacky shit. And I'll tell you one thing, as a comic... God, I hope comedy clubs open up to full capacity soon because there is so much gold in that man. There's gold in Trump, but the gold in Trump yeah. was almost hard to mine because like so many people were so polarized by him. It's right. like, and the jokes right. already wrote themselves. It's like people are like, Jesus Christ, stop talking about Trump. Like, enough already. Like, I really didn't have much Trump material. I had Trump material on the way to the White House. I got a whole bit about him in 2016. But it may, I may be completely wrong about this, but also he was such a parody of himself, right? Yes. In a sense, that it's almost hard to yeah. go anywhere with it. He's right? so ridiculous, yeah. it's hard to yeah. write stuff that's more ridiculous. Because yeah. that's one of the things you do with comedy <laughs> is you make things more ridiculous than they actually are, but with a grain of truth to it yeah. when, you're, when you're mocking a person. Well, I'm, I'm curious as to where Corn Pop's going to end up in oh, all of this. Oh, he's going to be yeah. great. Corn Pop is coming back. Yeah. Corn Pop's going to say, I'm here to tell you that story's true. <laughs> Joe Biden put me in my place, and I was ready to fight him. And his he does have hairy legs. <laughs> he does have, the hairy legs thing confused me too. What confused yeah. me was who yeah. allowed him to talk in front of all those children <laughs> that are not paying attention at all. Like that is, you know, uh, like some people are just real bad at telling stories. Yeah, and and kids will be the first to let you know that because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> those kids were. They, those kids were just having a good time. Yeah, they were behind him, just chatting away about all sorts of non-related shit. I don't know about your kids, but if I start telling the story and, and my kids aren't into it, or they'll walk they off. Check they out. just okay. They just go like on. That. They won't even stick around. They, yeah, yeah, they won't even stick around. Well, I I mm. encourage mockery in my house. Yeah, like likewise. if something's funny, like in my house, it takes the cake. Yeah. And sometimes I get yelled at for laughing at things that. 
I think are funny, but you're not supposed to think are funny. Or you're not supposed like, especially my yeah. tw- my twelve year old will say some hilarious shit, and I'm just like, ah, like stop. That's not you're not supposed to. That is not supposed to be funny. I'm like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. No, I mean, I, it's yeah. Funny. My boys say shit that's inappropriate all the time, and I yeah. you have to stop and laugh about it because you think. Yeah, it's pretty sophisticated yes. for for a nine year old. My youngest yeah. goes for the joke. Yeah, she's the most active. Like she'll like when I have friends over, she like turns it on. She go, she'll start performing. My friend Tom Segura was like, "Damn, she's got a lot of comic in her." I'm like, yeah. "Well, she knows what works." <laughs> right? She's, she's right. like, in my house, that's currency. Yeah. You got to do that. I think it. I think it. It. it, it helps in so many ways right if oh you, yeah if you stifle their humor or you stifle or you don't let them understand the complexity of, of humor right. or how it can yeah. be layered uh, and part of that is sort of the you know you, they, you know it's like the nine-year-old will sit and with his, his older brothers and and uh they'll plow through a couple episodes of south park and, and <laughs> you know they're gonna okay which i've caught the nine-year-old watching borat the second borat oh, movie no. right yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm thinking like all right i'm sorry i didn't i didn't authorize this that's but awesome. you know what are you gonna do that's awesome yeah. and yeah. uh the one area that we have been trying to control is a language right and that's that's a problem for both uh, my my fabulous wife and and and, and i um we you know we'll tend to swear around the kids. Get a little colorful. Yeah, yeah. And so like I, I don't I don't have a problem. You know, and if if one of them's acting like a douche, then I'll say, hey, look, stop acting like an asshole. Don't be a mm. douchebag or whatever. And and they pick that up, right? Right. I, I guess I should have known that. And then they would take it to school with them. Yeah. I feel like it's better if they hear it in the house. Yeah, I really do. It's like, what, what are you going to hear it outside and be confused by it? Like it's right. language that adults use. I tell my kids just don't use that language when you go over people's houses. Don't use that language around teachers. Don't use that language <laughs> yeah. around other adults. It's it's a weird thing because they also know that I'm a comedian and I swear for a living. Yeah. And sometimes my wife listens to my podcast and she'll have it on the car. And so like you get in the car and Bluetooth is playing, you start the car, and I'm like, what the fuck is that guy thinking? And she's like, oh my god, daddy has the worst potty mouth. <laughs> One thing I do encourage, I do encourage mockery of me. I encourage, like, if they make fun of me, that's their way to get back. Yeah. Like, they can make fun of me, and and I'll start laughing. And I think, because, like, it's not fair that you live with these people that are older than you that get to tell you what to do. You never get to tell them what to do. Right. Kids get resentful of that, so the one way they can get back at me is mocking me. Yeah, and as, and and I I feel exactly the same way as long as they do it in a in a clever way, right? Yeah, got, it's got to be. Yeah, it's got to be some humor to it, and it's got to be smart, right? About right. how they how they do it. Well, and, I'll yeah, critique yeah. their jokes. I'm like, that joke sucked. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, but sometimes yeah. they get you with some good ones. They get you with some zingers. Yeah, I got my 13 year old, the boy uh, Scooter, is he's starting to challenge me, right? Like he'll, oh. he'll actually start like, you know, we'll we'll get into a into a contest here. He'll start we'll start you know he'll come up and he'll start punching me. Uh oh. You know, and I'll let it go, but then I can kind of tell you see it in their eyes, right? They're like, "Yeah, I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting one up here," and it, and it, and uh, then you have to take their. Then soul. you got to take them down, right? And and you think, <laughs> okay, but then I'm thinking, I got maybe like, I don't know, not that many years left before he's he's gonna be time to start uh, lifting. Yeah, say, well, you know, and and uh, <laughs> who doesn't? But he he's he will he will one day. Yeah, he will one day. But right now, I can see that he's. He's starting to do that. He's starting to challenge a little bit. It's natural. Yeah, it is natural. Roy is Jones natural. Jr. talked about that on his podcast yeah. with his dad, that a lion has to leave the, the den. 
Yeah. You know, when yeah. a young lion is coming up, the old lion's like, hey, son, it's time for you to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Or or the old one just wanders off, right, and yeah. dies. Winds up with a yeah. broken jaw and can't yeah. feed himself. I told, I told my boys, just wheel me out to the back and then go back up on the top deck and take sh- uh, turns shooting at me. And, you know, yeah, just t- just take me out at the point where I'm I'm losing it. Just just do that. Just just end it. I think there's a more humane way to handle it. It probably is. Yeah, uh, yeah you can do I, that I yourself too. So, you don't have to yeah. put it in your kids, so they so have to think about that shit for the rest of their life. Yeah. How we so parenting? Not so, they didn't seem concerned about the idea though. They they in fact they almost seemed on board. with Well, it. you might have <laughs> uncorrectable errors that you've already <laughs> you've already committed yeah. in child rearing. <laughs> There's that possibility. Hey, what is the shit that I'm hearing that Jamie was bringing up today? Um, that Trump might fire the head of the CIA and the NSA. Mm-hmm. That he's thinking about doing that before he leaves. Yeah, I, that would be a, I, you know. But wouldn't yeah. Biden just rehire him? I would like to think so. It would be a complete dick move if he does, because he's he's not going to find a better director than Gina Haspel over at the agency. She's top notch, and I, I, I hear I, nothing but yeah, good things. She's she's outstanding, and she's got. And this is what I worry about here when, when we talk about like the administration changeover, right? Because maybe she would stay on during the Biden administration for a period of time. I mean, we've seen that in the past in, in, in other circumstances, but usually they would end up looking and saying, we're going to replace the directors, we're going to do these things. And, you know, there's been a little bit of talk in Washington, um, you know, about, you know, who may be in what position. Gina Haspel, one of the things that makes her so good is that she grew up in the in the outfit, right? And so she's she's got that deep understanding of operations and what it takes, right? What's required and what, you know. Is she uh, like the girl from Homeland? Um, but I, less know, crazy. Less crazy. Yeah. No. No. She's not crazy <laughs> at all. But I mean, no. It's she. She's just. She, you know. She's just top notch. There's no. And there's no. There's no. Uh, there's no chinks in the armor or whatever you say. So why would anyone... Are you allowed to say that anymore? I just realized that. I don't think so. I think you can still say it, but people you, get yeah. real scared. Okay. They yeah, say it and did. they go, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I just what did. Like I, like I just did. <laughs> uh, but, but so Gina, it would be great. If they replace her, if they were to replace her with someone who is from outside, right? And we've had some good outside directors. Uh, Leon Panetta was a good example, right? That guy, you know. But, well, explain yeah. to people and yeah. help me along the lines as well. If someone were to become an outside director of the CIA, say, say you're a person who works in, you know, whatever. What what industry would they draw from? Oh God! Sometimes you know, sometimes the names get floated or like you know, their their biggest thing is they've. They've existed in national security circles. Like they, they, they were in a think tank for a long time. They were writing policy papers, and maybe they were on a, a national security staff somewhere. And they would, what the agency thrives under, as far as leadership goes, usually is somebody who really understands because they've done it. Because right? they've been yeah, inside. They've been inside, and they understand what it's all about. They know uh, it, it's just there's a lot of moving parts in there. But the, so, you wouldn't take from business you wouldn't get someone who runs businesses it would have to be someone yeah. with some sort of national security background yeah yeah i mean you would you, you would hope right? but I even mean, still like they, they, might. they don't really cross yeah. pollinate right like someone from the fbi wouldn't become the head of the uh, cia would no, they a, a, a fantastic guy one of the greatest people I've, I've ever known uh william webster was both the director of the fbi and the director of the agency oh, okay. uh, during his career um and he was not inside the agency but he was an outstanding director uh, he's, I think you, you could argue as an anomaly, you know, there are a couple others, but I guess my point being is it would be a dick move to, to, um, to let, uh, let her go. 
because she's outstanding. And but do they yeah. usually do that? Where they um, when someone gets in, they clean house and then they put their own people in positions. Um, you know, I don't know, statistically, I don't know what the percentage is, but sometimes not. I mean, uh, Gates is a good example of that. Bob Gates um, kind of transcended because I, I always there. look at agencies uh, obviously i'm on the outside deeply but if uh, i look at agencies as being like something that's completely separate from what the president is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that they advise the president and give the filling the president in on all the shit that's going on in the world that you don't know about if you're a civilian right but you don't directly it's not you're a part of you're not a part of this administration no, I mean, <clears throat> right? The, the director sometimes can be, and you, and that's why I say it. it it's it changes sometimes. You get you get uh, people like that that may come in and have more of a political bent, which I think is always wrong. Ideally, the agency, uh, NSA, other members of the intel community should always be um, ideally apolitical. Now, everybody's human, right? They've got their own beliefs, et cetera, Obviously, but I think it works best when. These and and we've seen from other countries overseas. So you see this shit, right? You see when you you get a change in in government and they just wholesale, you know, clean out the the uh, intelligence organization or the the police organization, and they just and they bring in all their people, and it's, right. it's a nightmare. We never imagine. want that. Yeah, you never want that shit here. So then there's all these growing pains, and you got to figure out what the job is, and you have a, a bunch of people that aren't accustomed to the way you normally do business, and well, and then you got people beholden to right. you know, that, that power structure um, for their job. And you, you want that arm's length. You want them to be able to give objective opinions, right? That's what's critical here. So you have to be able to say, here's the reporting. Uh, here's an objective uh, analysis assessment of what this means. Here are your options. And you have to have confidence that they're doing that in an apolitical or as much as possible, you know, being realistic, an apolitical manner. And, I mean, that's what's the whole... Kerfuffle, can we say? Yeah, you yeah, can say kerfuffle. Yeah, kerfuffle's fine. Kerfuffle's fine. And so we that the, the whole kerfuffle over the politicization of the uh, uh, of the FBI, for instance, with mm-hmm. Comey and, and others, yeah. um, that makes people deeply uncomfortable, right? So, but you know, these positions that that very top position typically is is uh, uh, politically appointed. Did you see where Ted Cruz was grilling Comey about oh. evidence that had been changed? Yeah, yeah. What did you think of that? Um, I sometimes have a hard time watching Ted Cruz, although I, I give him credit. He's a very, very smart guy. I think he, he knows his shit. Um, I like his beard. Yeah, beard is top notch. Uh, like, he looks a lot better with the beard. He came out of the pandemic with that, right? I mean, I, tr- a, I yeah. trust him more yeah. now for yeah. some strange reason. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seems like more of a man. He looks tougher. I was about to say, he looks more a little a tougher. But, you know, I, I Comey, um, I think Comey has the same problem in the sense that... Uh, you know, like over on the CIA side that uh, John Brennan had, I think they just they got too deep into the game in terms of politics mm. and the association, and 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 at that point, one side or the other, depending on where you are on the fence, is going to find it that offensive or questionable or or maybe so, lacking in credibility. So when you say too deep in politics, meaning they did things that weren't necessarily the correct things to do, but they were very good for them politically. Yeah, I think so. Or uh, liked the game. Or just developed a too close a tie. I mean, if mm. I if, if 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 I were, you know, one of the, 
if I were the president, I would not want to be a buddy with the head of the agency or, or a buddy with the head of uh, NSA or the bureau. But wasn't that keep the thing that Trump point. demanded from Comey? He was like, uh, you know, I need you to be loyal. Yeah. And Comey yeah. was like, excuse me? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think politically, I think he was he's on the opposite side of the fence yeah. there. Um, I mean, I think if somebody who was more politically aligned with Comey had said that, he would have gone, well, of course I am, you know? I mean, not, not loyal, but just saying, sir, you can always count on my loyalty. I wouldn't right. have been an issue. It wouldn't have leaked out. It wouldn't have been right. a story. But... Um, yeah, coming back around, I think if, if the smartest thing they could do, if you know, assuming that uh, Vice President Biden becomes president-elect Biden, if the numbers continue to go the way they are, with the agency, uh, you know, he should definitely keep Gina Aspel in that job. That would be a a smart move on his part. What's the argument against it? Like, what is he saying? Do you know what he's saying, Jamie? Is there something like? No, it's just it like a river. He's going to get rid of everyone, even if. Uh, what, upon why would you do that? Is what it was. Oh, like even a, upon re-election. Just, yeah, I just found it was being talked about like yeah. uh, the, the 26th of October is mm. when this first hit. And then I, I mean, saw people generally at that level um, don't quote me, but generally they submit their resignations. You know, uh, if so, if, if if Trump were to have won or, or were to win, then they would still submit their resignations, and he would have the opportunity to either offer them that position again or find someone new. Mm. Um, when there's a change in administration, you, that's what you do. You hand in your, your resignation. Mm. I mean, my daughter works in uh, D.C., and she's uh, in a uh, political position, so she's been out there you know, quietly looking in the event that the administration changes because her assumption is she will not have a job after uh, January, you know, middle mm. of January. So um, it's a it's standard procedure out there. But when you find a real quality person um, who can provide you with extremely good advice and, and insight, you should probably hold on to that person, you know. Obviously, you're a little biased. I'm biased, yeah. But, bit. I, you know, I think it's... It goes with that, regardless of, of who that person is, right? Or like I said, with Leon Panetta, you know, he was, he was you know, uh, on uh, Clinton's chief of staff, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Bill Clinton's. Uh, so we're not necessarily politically aligned, but he was a terrific director. So he, he, I would say the same thing about anybody who exhibits excellent leadership. Do you think any politician's going to do this thing again? <laughs> the the hand. This, whatever Sings, that is. I'm not sure what that he does, is. Yeah. He does. How about this thing this week, this where he's jerking off ghosts? Gonna, Have you seen say, that online? I saw that online. That was fantastic. It looks like Trump yeah. is jerking off ghosts. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Trump's out here jerking off oh, ghosts. Or the dance. Yeah. The dance. That dance thing. I just don't the know what that is. The feet moving, yeah. not at all. The, the hands moving, <laughs> like dicks. <laughs> Yeah, he's got a dick in each hand. I'm going to miss that I mean, about come it. On. Here he comes. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, when you really stop and think about it, that is one of the worst ways you could ever... I mean, he's literally <laughs> doing the a dick in each hand move. That's a dick in each hand move. Yeah. Look, dick in each hand, dick in each hand. <laughs> struck him, struck him. Hey, well done, I'll you take two. you, and I'll take you. I'll jerk you off and come you off. Ahead. Look at that. <laughs> We're not going to get that. We're not going to get this again. You know? No. Let's no. Go, you know. No. I mean, he's, uh, he, like I said, he's almost too much for, look at that, in the mouth. Look at that. He's almost too much for comedy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's almost too ridiculous. Everything about him, the hair, the fucking, but the fact that he beat COVID in four days, it really killed yeah. that goddamn narrative that this is something that's going to kill us all. Yeah. I th- that, that, you know, that's an interesting point uh, about this, what the narrative's going to be, right? The science isn't going to change. Come January twenty first or whenever, when we uh, inaugurate the new president, 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if it happens to be Biden, the science won't change between now and then, right? They'll still be working on vaccines to, to get those out for delivery. But uh, I guarantee you that tone's going to change, right? Oh, yeah. The tone Biden? of coverage? Yes. Yeah. The tone of coverage Businesses is going to open up. Yeah. The economy's going to shift. Yeah. And it's not going to happen until after January. They're going to wait until Biden actually gets in office. They're not going to yeah. do it when he's the president-elect. They're going to wait, wait, wait. Wait, open it back up. And yeah. they're going to hope they did it enough time where all these people are still going to vote Democrat. And unfortunately, I think a lot of them are, are going to forget like how ridiculous some of these governors have been. They, they've, they've killed people's businesses. They've, they've stopped people from working. They've taken away people's ability to make their own choices about what to do. And that, I mean, they're fighting that in California. And mm-hmm. Newsom just lost a case where you know he That's right. they said yeah. that he overextended his powers and and they're forbidding him to do that from now and then they're going to review it and he's you know he's basically changing legislation well and i think that's what what people should watch also is look this these these two i can't emphasize this enough these uh, unless purdue gets that 50% plus one vote and outright wins that senate seat in georgia you've got these two senate seats right and this is the this is the balance of the U.S. Senate. This is why this is important. This is actually more important now than us, the, the focus that the world's got on Biden Trump, right? Now I think that train's left the station probably. But regardless, that 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 Senate control is critically important in terms of again a sort of a balance of power arrangement, keeping government in check. And so, you know, the Democrats uh, are, you know, they they are going to pump a shit ton of cash into those races if uh, two of them even if they're just one well no if there's one then forget about it because you know they've, they've lost the majority possibility but if both of those go to runoff in january um you know i i think that may and, and biden is the president-elect and it's decided and they have the concession speech from trump and so we go through this period of mid-december through january then I think you will see some change. I don't think they'll wait until after Biden is officially president in terms of the coverage because they're going to want to impact those elections in Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to want to you're going to show, oh my God, look, we're really doing this, and it's it's oh, things are turning around now, you know. It's and and the media will be completely complicit in that, obviously. That's well, it, that's most not, of the media is you know. left wing. It's yeah. just weird. And then you got uh, that. I think what hap- what's going to happen is Trump's going to form his own media organization. That's what I think. I think he's going to have something either online or he's going to have something uh, on a network. But like, what is that? Mm-hmm. O O A N. O A N. Yeah, yeah. That's sort of the. What is it? So what do we got? We got O A N and we got Newsmax. Which they are, make yeah. Fox look like CNBC. Yeah, yeah. They re- or MSNBC. You see how a lot of conservatives have turned on Fox like a fucking heartbeat, right? I they're know. Just like, Crazy, right? Yeah. yeah. But they turned on Fox when they called Arizona. Yeah, yeah. But they've been doing it. They've been. You know, there's 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 been some dissatisfaction, I think, within the the right over Fox's direction, right? What's wrong with the direction? Well, I think they felt like it was getting too liberal, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know that was that was the thing. Well, yeah, Chris Wallace, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, Chris Wallace. Uh, he's uh, he's been questioning else, Trump. Right? Yeah. How dare he? Yeah, but they got what do they got? They got they got that they got that triumvirate of of uh, uh, Carlson, Ingram, and uh, Hannity, right? Mm-hmm. So they're happy with those, I think, still. But I think they question everything else they hear. And certainly after they called Arizona now, there's a lot of pissed off people who will go to OAN or whatever the other one, Newsmax, um, as, as a refuge. But a media company for Trump, that might make more sense. I assumed that if he's out after this term, that he would just get some 
huge offer from a network for a, another show. He will get that. Um, he will. I think he will probably start his own thing, and I think he will also start running for re-election. And he's going to try to run again in twenty twenty four. No way. No, yeah. that, no, no. That's what he's going to do. I will. I will place a bet How on much? that one. How many you want to bet? That Trump will not run for re-election. He's going to run and he's going to win in twenty twenty four. I will bet you right now. Give me some odds. Thousand bucks. All right. What, what kind of odds I got? I was going to give you even odds. Straight up? Okay. It's 2020. I crazy things bucks. have happened. Okay. Dude, does he have to win or does he have to run? Well, you did say run and bucks. win. I, like I did, it. but I got crazy. Yeah, you I want think, okay. odds. Okay, run. Okay, I want I'll go odds with, for win. For win, okay. Yeah. Okay, odds? Uh, you give odds, me the odds for win? Yeah, I'll go even for uh, for running. Okay, even yeah. for running. You got to okay. bet. Thousand right. bucks. Thousand bucks. Right. And then odds for, for winning. Okay. I need like five He's the current favorite for the 2024 nominee. Yeah, there you go, bro. Yeah. What'd I tell you? Yeah. I'm not talking shit. John Kasich has a good chance. Mark Cuban. Oh, they're all plus Well, wait a minute. Wait, I thought Mark Cuban is, uh, is he a Republican? Because he was. uh, As much as President Trump is, I suppose, in the day. But I thought he was uh, supporting Biden. He's been supporting Biden. And he's been saying that Biden is good for business. I think he's been staking out sort of a, that independent kind of position. He'll probably swing a little right as if he's serious about running. Now that if Biden wins, I think and he'll want to kind of veer him, his way back towards the, the right. We're so broken in terms of this two-party nonsense. Oh, yeah. So broken. But the libertarians, that's no place to land. I mean, yeah. I, I agree with a lot of the sort of the, the concepts, but it's not going it's, to. it's never going to be a successful third party that, that challenges. It could if someone like Trump became a libertarian. <laughs> right? That's what he said back in 2017. What did he say? He says he runs for president. He probably runs as a Republican. Probably, he said. Probably. I don't like that word. Hmm. Probably. fuck does that mean, bro? Who knows? Maybe he'll become more compassionate if he licks his finger and feels the wind blowing in that direction. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, okay, well, we got that bet out of the way, so that's good. So, um, so did we... Well, 2024, let me, get, let me get this right. That's four thou- years from now. Yeah, a thousand bucks... For if I if he runs, mm-hmm. I win a thousand bucks, and if he wins, I win five thousand. So if he runs, I already have a thousand that I'll right. stake against you Save. for winning. Okay, and then I just get a free shot at winning five grand. I yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm pretty strong on this one. I don't. I just don't There's see that happening. Yeah, I got a different I'm pretty strong on it too, odds. bro. Yeah, different <laughs> odds for the overall winner of What's the that? next election. That's Kamala Harris as the leader with well uh, look at mike pence though mike pence is eight to one yeah trump isn't even on the list hold on biden is 12 to one wow aoc is 25 to one scroll down yeah better odds than trump damn that's amazing cuomo 25 to one that's not elizabeth warren 28 to one this is horse shit i mean it's very early this bro trump is 33 to one oh my god but the problem i got with this is look we got 330 some odd million people and we keep rehashing the same yeah, we freaking need, list. You know why? Right? When you go to the movies, okay? I want to see Daniel Day-Lewis, okay? I want to see Matt Damon. Yeah. I want to see people I know. I want to see some fucking nobody playing Thor. Yeah. Okay? No, I, I want the Thor yeah, guy. You want somebody you recognize. Yes, I get it. That's I get what it. it is. I mean, they're playing a role. The role is the leader of the country. Yeah. You know? We like, oh, I know who that Pence guy is. He was the VP. Yeah. He's actually a very good speaker, even though he seems a bit loony. Yeah. Yeah, I, some, I would like yeah. to get him alone. I'd like to get him alone. <laughs> that doesn't sound Spend right. some time with yeah, him. Yeah. See what he's like. Get him drunk. He probably doesn't drink uh, at all. I, I, that's a good question. Uh, Trump does not, famously. No. But uh, I, you know what? I, I, I don't know. I think it would be nice to see. I've always 
thought yeah, it'd be great to see somebody like a Condoleezza Rice, you know, come come out of retirement from politics and and. and Does say, she have no, any desire to do that? Has I, she ever I think expressed none. It? I think none. But God, um, she's she was inside. She's probably probably like I'm done. Yeah, like, yeah. I just think she's she's having too much fun out in the commercial world and and. Sure. You know, so I who knows? She'll end up as as commissioner of the NFL or something. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I think she, that's the job she wants. But Does she really? Yeah, she's a big she's NFL about fan. Before, yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, that's yeah. interesting. So. Yeah. But I think uh, it would just be nice to see other well-qualified people kind of rise to the challenge. You know what's interesting? Andrew Yang apparently uh, wants to do something with MMA. He wants to uh, create new legislation for MMA and have people uh, – we, we, I talked about it with Luke Thomas the other day. He wants people in MMA to, be, to fall under the Ali Act. The Ali Act is that a promoter can't also be the uh, belt distributor. Okay. So yeah. the yeah, people yeah. that are the sanctioned bodies, like the WBC in boxing, can't also be a promoter. Right. The UFC is obviously a promoter, and they also are the sanctioning body. Right. They're, they're the same thing. And the Ali Act forbids that for boxing. And he wants the Ali Act to apply to MMA. Which is interesting. It's a strange thing for him to pick up and run with. I think he's a big fan. Okay, all right. And I think he doesn't like it, and I think he's become uh, he's become very popular right. inside uh, MMA circles. He has some really good suggestions about cops too. He said he think, and this is I really wholeheartedly agree with this. He said he thinks every cop should be at least a purple belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, mm. and I wholeheartedly agree with that. I think he's very, he's very wise. Yeah. Like Andrew Yang is wise. He says smart things. I liked I liked talking to him, but I like hearing him talk, and I would wholeheartedly support him as president too. I think he's a he's a wise person. I know a lot of people don't like his idea of universal basic income, but I think this pandemic showed that there's a real need to have at least a backup plan if people can't work. In terms of a crisis, yeah. In, in they, times they didn't of do a crisis, anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In times of a pandemic, and, and this is will not yeah. be our last pandemic. No. You know, uh, hopefully we learn some lessons from it. Um, and I think we, we have. Um, Let me ask you this. Yeah. Gun to your head. Yeah. Did this come from a wet market or did it come from a level four virus lab? I, I think the answer is... A little more complicated. I think it probably popped up in a in a wet market. I think they were probably uh, looking at it inside a, a, a the lab, and I think their containment procedures and their their protocols were lacking, um, and I think it uh, it got uh, away from them. And I think that's that's what the, the 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 Chinese regime is busy still to this day trying to hide. Yeah. So I think that you know, and look, there was there was. Yeah, there's documentation of concern uh, about this particular lab and the the, the level of security around it, um, and you know concern over the the money that was still being given to that lab to keep it going, and and despite the fact that the protocols were lacking, so and yeah. weren't they cited for safety violations as yes. recently as 2018? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, here's, going back a decade or so, there were there were there were issues. Here's what I found fascinating about this situation. When the the virus got out and when the pandemic started, one thing that everyone was certain of was where the virus originated and that if you said that it came from the lab, you were some wacky conspiracy theorist. Right. There's a fucking level four biological 
hazard la- or whatever it is uh, with a history of yeah. problems right there yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I know. in that city yeah. but if you suggest i mean there's so yeah. many mysteries about this virus right right but if you suggested that it came perhaps from this lab you are some sort of a conspiracy you're theorist. xenophobic too Don't yes that. xenophobic yeah, yeah. And, and by the way i've been accused of that because yeah. of that and having a fucking biologist on the show explain why brett weinstein explain why he believed it came from the lab mm. explain why because if you examine the virus there's so many things that point to the fact this virus has been manipulated, yeah. that this virus is far too contagious, that it, it, it spreads far too quickly. It's gone through this whole evolutionary process that seems to have happened way too quickly for, for it not to have been manipulated. He explained this in scientific terms without saying ever that he believes it absolutely came from the lab. Yeah. He's like, all indications point to the possibility that this had come from the lab. And I've read all these things where, like, Joe Rogan shows spreading dangerous conspiracy oh, theories God. about the virus. Like, what? Because no we one, should we should believe everything that the well, Xi regime that. says. How do we? How? Why is there so many questions about so many things? But you can't question that. <clears throat> yeah, we, we're not talking about a place <laughs> that doesn't have a level four lab. We're talking a place that does well. It's not like they study coronaviruses. Oh yes, they do. Well, uh, well, it can't be can come from there. Can't impossible. Yeah. How is it impossible? By the way, this cough. I've been tested negative. Are you COVID? Just, no, I no. I just been tested. You know that thirty minutes ago. I was negative. Yeah, everybody gets scared if you sneeze. I know. People <laughs> look at you like there's something wrong. With I you. read something where it says sneezing in your mask is a new shit in your pants. Uh, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but, but yeah, look. I think the. Uh, I think the, the, look. There's 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 every likelihood that this was picked up or identified in the wet market or through sort of, okay, this is a naturally occurring. I mean, we know that this has happened before. So that's not, that's not hard to imagine. But the likelihood that that then made its way into the lab as they were looking at it, manipulating it, I do believe there was fuckery going on in terms of just trying to understand what it was or trying to see where it was going to go. They studied and, coronaviruses right, exactly. from bats in that lab. Exactly. And so then, and then again, you've got a history of problems and protocols with this, this particular lab. Yeah. Where's the fucking mystery in terms of at least assuming that this is a possibility? Right? I think the real wacky conspiracy theory is that they did it on purpose, and I don't right. subscribe to that. Right. I think that seems highly illogical that they would subject their own people to that and then they would shut down uh, essentially most of the world. That doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't seem like that would... That, I don't see a logical reason why anybody would release that on purpose. But I just don't... It's the same kind of people that wear their fucking masks in their Twitter profile pictures <laughs> are the ones that hate anybody discussing the possibility that that virus escaped from a lab. Yeah. I just don't understand the argument. Well, it was the same again. You, and you had all all this angst over um, over uh, uh, the temporary halt on on uh, uh, travel mm-hmm. uh, between China and the U.S. Right? Yeah. And 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 again, that's you know, if you you have this thing, crisis management planning, right? So every every company, every corporation will have. Um, a set of protocols, and they, they go through this and they say, okay, we, we got to look at all the potential threats and risks facing our company, and then we have to uh, create a crisis management plan in case of this happens, that happens, whatever. Like you said, have a backup plan or have a scenario that you can go to, and then you exercise that, right? And so it's not 
hard to imagine that if you have a, a pandemic playbook that says, okay, these are the various scenarios, we've identified now that this, this virus has come from over here, that we're going to temporarily halt travel from that location where we've identified this is the origination of that, of that virus. What, what the hell? How is that tough? But yet in this, in this environment, because it's immediately politically charged. Right? Well, it's, it is immediately, immediately politically charged, but then it, the ball shifts, the goalposts shift, everything shifts, because at first it was a xenophobic move, it was horrific and racist for him to shut down travel to China. Then it became, he should have shut down travel earlier. <laughs> yeah, He yeah. knew about it all the way back in January, why did they take so long to respond? Like, yeah. no one knew what it was. Like, oh, the conspiracy theories that they knew all about it in, in but it's 2019. Not, it's not yeah. fair when yeah. they take advantage of something that clearly no one was prepared for and blame it all on him. Now, yeah. if you want to criticize him for saying, it's like the flu, it's going to go away, it's going to be magic, it's going to disappear, it's going to, for gonna sure, like it's going to go away. <laughs> yeah, I think you're you're allowed to criticize him on that. that yeah. That's a preposterous way of discussing it. It's stupid. And to say it's going to be like magic, no, it's not. And well, then when the, he got it himself, I think that was a real wake-up call. I, th I think you're right about that. I think that you could see a, a change in tone. Um, and I think... He became a little more, um, if that's possible for him, empathetic. But look, the Dems for the, a couple of days. For a couple of days, yeah. I don't want to make more. And then he became like a fucking Superman. Yeah. Maybe I'm immune. <laughs> I don't know. I'm completely immune. Uh, my blood is going to be used to solve the problem. Jamie's got uh, something. Thought of a random question that maybe insight from him would be in, into. Like, I've seen a lot of stuff online about a Melania body double that like. One version of her yeah. doesn't even like to hold his hand, but this other version will hug and kiss him. She was super affectionate with him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even, I, could you imagine? Listen. Do they do that? <laughs> bro, they can make that fucking guy look like a goblin. And that one that uh, Post Malone told us about. Remember that guy? Yeah, Necro Goblin. Necro Goblin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that guy has a, a podcast where he wears his goblin outfit and he interviews people. You're telling me they can't make someone look like Melania Trump? Like people are saying, that's Melania. You're being an idiot. Are you sure she's wearing <laughs> sunglasses? She's uh, she's obviously uh, a lady with a lovely figure who's wearing sunglasses. Her face seems similar to Melania's, but not exact. So, what are you saying? You're in the camp of the I'm body double? All in on the body double. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> this is what I go. think. Yes, Rick Baker, who has been on the podcast before, sure, created yeah. the American Werewolf in London. You're talking about in the 80s, he got a guy to look like he was turning into a fucking werewolf. Yeah. You're telling me you can't recreate Melania's facial structure in a doll? Of course they can. Yeah. No, Not look, a doll. I mean, a, you know, a mask. A doll. Yeah, well, with, there with, you go. With ma with, there's, there's a revenue stream there. Especially with... Oh, a big revenue stream. <laughs> especially with the, the goggles. The glasses. The, the goggles. Those, they're huge. Those glasses are more than glasses. Oh, they're basically welding goggles. Yeah. She's got fashion welding goggles on and... You know, it could be smart glass. It could but be, she's yeah. behaving in a way that you never see Melania behaving. They're like newlyweds. She's yeah. kissing him. She's all lovey-dovey, and everybody's cheering. Like I will say this, my uh, my uh, my. Look, it's so funny that it's such a fucking conspiracy. Go to the video of the Melania body double being affectionate with Trump, because that's the weirdest to me. I'm all in on the body double, by, by the, the way. way. My, my, all in. My wife, <laughs> my wife has worked with Melania in the past on, on some overseas uh, concerns and trips, and she's got nothing but excellent things to say about Melania in terms of, she says she's a very private person, right? She's, uh, she doesn't really like um, 
sort of the the press concerns of of the job of mm-hmm. first lady. Her staff, uh, my wife says, absolutely adores her, loves her because she is a, you know, a, a kind individual, a, a decent person. So I've I've heard nothing but good things about her. I will admit I've never heard this body double story before. I don't know where to go with that. Um, dum, it's dum, dum. I know it's it's just another it's another one more thing I got to investigate. Oh, mm. here we go. Here it is. Look at this body double. What do you think? Hmm. Look at she's kissing him. She's all huggy, huggy. I like it why they did that. Doesn't look like her. I'm sorry, it doesn't look like her. Also, I don't like how they did it in front of the fucking teleprompter. What kind of shit camera work is this? I think they took a, a beautiful lady with a lovely figure and they put a Melania mask on her. That's what I think. Look at that. <laughs> Look at this. It's like the Zapruder film, right? <laughs> Holy shit. Now we got people investigating this. This and is now, yeah. Look how different she looks there. Look at this. It's a different person. Like, oh, it's Bro, a different person. Different nose. Uh, Everything. The other one looks like a rubber nose. Go back up to the top again. A, That's a, a rubber, rubber nose. nose. That's a fake nose. It looks like a, yeah. one of them Groucho You said marks. it could be Mike Pence underneath that mask. I don't think. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. That's not what I'm saying. All right. Just asking. Yeah. Hey, look what Rick Baker can do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. Rick Baker. Come on. You tell me Rick Baker, look at he did with uh the werewolf. You tell me who couldn't turn Melania Trump into that? Yeah. Come on. Of course. Like we had uh, Hollywood uh, Hollywood's worked with the agency with the CIA in the past on on uh working with our disguise unit. I'm sure you have. Yeah, and it's and it I will say it's incredible. Incredible. What can be done, right? Yeah. Cuz you think about it, sometimes, you know, a guy like me may not blend everywhere in the world. And so the ability to uh, operate uh, on the streets or out in the open, yeah. So we get we get we've got a shit hot disguise unit. Well, don't you remember Team America World Police? Fuck yeah. Well, they they <laughs> they, they gave him the ultimate disguise when he was uh, out there talking to the terrorists. It was. <laughs> Can we get that? Up? But yeah. By Can the way, the, I'm yeah. not serious about the Melania double. Yeah, I no. don't really think it's Melania's yeah. double. Look at that. <laughs> Fucking bad it was. He's got the uh, the Trump thing with the tan oh around the God. eyes, though. Look, he's got the Trump thing with the tan around the eyes. Yeah. Oh my God, that movie was fantastic. You oh remember my that God. scene with uh, with Kim Il Jong song? Uh, yes. Hans Briggs. <laughs> oh, Hans, Hans, you're busting my balls here. It's one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. You know another great movie that people forgot about? The South Park movie. Yes. Where, where Satan and Saddam Hussein are gay oh, lovers. God, that was so good. Jesus crazy. Christ. Oh. And they had dicks. They could show dicks yeah. because it was a cartoon dick, so you could have the dick flopping around. Yeah. And the voice work on that was, was, was Amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. No, Amazing. Was fantastic. Satan but, is gay and yeah. he fucks Saddam Hussein. There you go. Like, yeah. Come on, man. Dude. Just, Sa- Saddam's kings. voice was, was brilliant. Yeah. And, and Saddam's head moves like a Canadian's yeah. where it pops off. Terrence and Philip. Hey, <laughs> exactly. hey, Terrence. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a great show. I recommend that show to everybody I know because it's. I honestly think it's it's the best piece of television work ever done. Ever done. Yeah, they're the greatest yeah. of all time. They're yeah. the greatest comedy producers oh, of all God. time. But the movie, that movie, South Park, the South Park movie is so underrated because it's almost like their body of work is so extensive. Yeah, they have so many good episodes and so much good stuff that people forgot about a lot of it. Whoa, dude, when I first moved to California, okay, it was maybe a year after I was here. It's not? No, 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 no. The show, this is what I was about to say. When I first moved to California in 94, 
I was uh, living in North Hollywood for about a year, and then I moved to Encino. So when I was in Encino, somewhere around 95-ish, and someone gave me a VHS copy of their first production. And it wasn't even South Park then. It was like, I think maybe it was South Park, but it was all the characters, and it was all about what would Brian Boitano do. Yeah, yeah. Brian Boitano, the skater. Great song. Great song. I think it was about Christmas. Yeah, it's called yeah, The Spirit of they Christmas. Did, they, that's yeah, right. It came out in 95. Yeah. Thank you. That. So I got a VHS copy of that, and I that's, remember that's how they pitched it. dying laughing. I, I, it was the funniest fucking shit I've ever heard. So th- that was 25 years ago. So of course the show... Is twenty one years old. Yeah. Makes I just sense. Meant or the, the movie. movie. Yeah, the movie, the movie to me. Is, I was yeah. like, I was in yeah. uh, my freshman. But it was ninety nine, wasn't started. it? Yeah, but that put me in like my sophomore. Year. I was like, a year after the show came out is when the movie came out. I didn't realize it was that fast. Was it really? That's what I mean. So the show was out in ninety eight, ninety seven. Oh, yeah, the fall okay. ninety seven. I think is when it started. Butters, the best. one of my favorite characters, Butters. I love how they've never. Well, they kind of upgraded since then. Since the spirit of Christmas, what the animation looks but like. But not much. Slightly. Not much. Did yeah. you see the documentary on how they make it? Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. What's it called? Seven Days? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Six Days. Six Days. It's fucking great. And they get to that point and they got like nothing, right? They got mm-hmm. like two, two and a half minutes they got to fill. And then they come up with something brilliant. Yeah. You know, like smacking it in San Diego or some other song. Sometimes so. that kind of pressure creates diamonds. It really mm. does. News radio, the, the sitcom that I was on, the writers would employ a similar tactic. They would not write until like 2 o'clock in the morning. And then they had a table reading the next day. And then they would write. Good and then, God. But then they also they were loopy because they were tired yeah. and silly. And so they, then they would come up with this brilliant, like preposterous shit. And that sometimes I think that some like one of the strategies they employed is getting delirious from from fatigue. Right. When you're overtired, sometimes your brain works in this weird way. Now I could have suggested to them marijuana, and I think that would have done the same thing, and you could have done it in the middle of the day, and you would have been fine, and you would have got a good night's sleep. But are you are you more? Uh, let me ask you this question. In all seriousness, from your perspective, do you think you're more creative when you're smoking weed or, or less? No, I don't think it's less. It's definitely a different kind of creative. I think it opened up. It opens up my brain to ideas that I don't necessarily think I would entertain if I was sober. Okay. Right. What happened? The lights flashed. Oh my it's god! The government. It's the government. It's uh, um, they, they're coming in, and it's not because of the yeah. weed talk. It's because of the Melania talk. Make sure we're recording here. Did it shut off? No, nothing. We're good. Jesus. Oh, um, that's strange. It's uh, it's just different. Did you see uh, there's uh, some study today that came out. I put it on my Instagram page that inst- uh, that psilocybin is four that. times more effective for antidepressants than medication. Yeah, I and saw SSRIs. that. And SSRIs. Anything they can, boy, I tell you what, anything they can do for, for that issue. Right? Yeah. I mean, you think about the number of people on antidepressants. Especially right now. Holy fuck, yeah. Too yeah. many people during this pandemic have just lost everything and they're right. freaking out and suicides through the roof. Through the roof. Yeah, and we, and we you know, again, this this idea that ah, maybe fine, we'll give them some cash, they'll be fine. It's, Mm-mm. it's no, it's they're, 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 well, that ship has sailed. The people yeah. have already lost their businesses, and they gave one twelve hundred dollar check out months ago. Like, how did they handle that so poorly? Yeah. Well, and then you look at this and you think, okay, uh, Pelosi during her speech today, or she came out and gave a little presser. I don't know if she took any questions, but it was like part of it was also this implication that now we're going to get to work on the uh, on on the next stimulus bill, and I'm thinking. What, what the fuck you been doing? Yeah, obviously, clearly, we're waiting for this election to go yeah. so that nobody gets credit except for for, for exactly, you. Exactly, exactly. That's exactly what it is. They they didn't care about people's businesses and jobs. They put politics ahead of everything, and they they banked everything on this re-election. And I I, I accuse these 
liberal governors are doing the same thing. I think that was part of the reason why they kept things shut down. I really do. No, no, I, I don't doubt that for a minute. I'm not, again, you know me, I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I have no doubt that this, they weaponized this whole pandemic issue for political purposes and they played it very, very well. Look, this was, this was a, this is going to sound wrong, but you know, it, it's, it's a horrific thing. It's terrible. You never, you know, wish it on anybody, but there's no doubt that this played into the, uh, into the DNC's or the Democratic Party's hands and they took advantage in certain cases of it. Right. And because they'd been throwing shit at Trump for four years. Yeah. And, you know, most of it didn't stick, you know, no matter what they tried. And this was the thing that that worked for them. Mm -hmm. And they saw it pretty early on. Right. And they saw that what 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 the economy was doing. And that was his big ticket. Right. You know, running on the economy was his thing. Yep. And they they they, was just the one thing that could take him down. And it just shows you how dirty politics are. They're they're willing to let untold thousands and maybe even millions of people lose their livelihoods just so that they could maintain political power. It yeah. just shows you how dirty they are. Yeah. It sho- and, I mean, and, and by the way, it goes across, across the, board. the board. I, I was, was going to say, say that. Yeah yeah. 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 It's not just one side. Of the no, other. the yeah. Republicans would have done the same goddamn thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Just like, just like the Dems right now, if, if, it, if it was flipped, they would be crying foul as we've seen in the past. And they yeah. would be saying, we're going to investigate and we're not, we're not giving a concession speech. We're going to take this to court fine it's the way yeah it's the way it's played it's so fucking dysfunctional sometimes it's weird it's just such a, such a weird divided time in this country and it, it, it makes me sad that's why we need mushrooms <laughs> yeah everybody's gonna realize sad. like we're we're not that far apart in our ideas you know we're, we're not talking about evil people that want to eat babies versus people that want to save babies like the, the the things that separate the right and the left they're they're much smaller than we think they really are and the idea that America is somehow or another inherently evil and racist and terrible, and that's not true. Yeah. Like, what we are is we're the most innovative and creative country the world's ever known in terms of, like, the impact we've had on culture. There's, there's so much to be proud of for being American, even though, you, you know, it's not like you asked to be American, right? We were all right. born here. We got lucky. Got lucky. Or moved here because yeah. you, you got it and you caught it. Right. You caught it early on and you, you realize once you got here, like, you could do a lot of shit here. You can't do other places. And it's pretty badass. But it's not perfect. And w- we could work together to make it better. You don't have to demonize everyone that loves America. Or you just have to accept the fact that not everybody thinks the same, yeah. right? And it, it, going back to what we uh, or what I mentioned earlier, where it was like after the election, after you know it was clear it was going to be very, very close, and some folks on the left came out and started talking about, well, you just can't save these forty-eight or forty-nine percent of, of, of meaning people that don't think like they or didn't vote, you know, for Biden. You can't save them because they're just they're, they're hopeless, they're useless, they're stupid or bad. Um, that's a that's a hell of a way to think, right? And then I saw that guy that. Uh, the guy that turned out to be anonymous, right? Sort of that mid-level um, yeah, functionary. Right. Mid-level's being kind. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to be kind to him. But he came out, and he wrote this bullshit article or op-ed that basically said, well, you know, I, I thought the, you know, it's not Washington that's broken. It's the American people. Me, again, Ooh. referencing anybody who didn't vote yeah. for Biden, yeah. right? American, what are you talking about, fuck with? The, the American people aren't broken, <laughs> but that's that's the mindset that people exactly, have. Yeah. Exactly. So, and I meant that jokingly. I don't really mean that. Of course, I do mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he lied about it when he was talking to Anderson Cooper. He lied about being anonymous. 
Anderson Cooper, first of all, is Anderson Cooper CIA? He is, right? You can tell us. <laughs> no, no one's listening. No, okay. Uh, but he used j- to be, Just right? between you and me? No, he's not. Oh, okay. Yeah. But no, he was, not. right? No. Didn't he work for the CIA at one point in time? If, if, if he did... Um, a lot of it, 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 it and a lot of ums. I don't, I don't I, like it. I had never heard of that, but... <laughs> Seriously, what do you get the whole no, Rolodex? I'm, I'm not trying. I'm not. I, I do. I, we, we actually, we actually, still, we actually still have a Rolodex. We don't use a database. We still have a big Rolodex, and you just kind of <laughs> chunk your way through Vanderbilt it. Vanderbilt oligarch heir Anderson Cooper worked at CIA oh, in, in college. college. Okay, he was a he was he was a summer intern. Okay. Listen, bro, why yeah. would you be an intern unless you want to be a part of the agency? Well, because a lot of guys get a job yeah. at like a landscaping company. They don't work for the fucking to, CIA. It's a great way to meet women. You want to make money? You could drive for Uber, deliver pizzas. You don't have to work for the goddamn CIA. Yeah, I he's don't think he's a it's... CIA operative he's working a, at CNN. He's a summer intern. Uh, he's a little too smug and confident. You think so? Yeah, he's got some backing. Look, he looks too—he's—he's he's, he's too well groomed to to mm. stay in the agency for any period of time. You know what's fascinating to me? <laughs> beyond that, but beyond that, that is—it is fascinating, and I think we've confirmed he is CIA. Someone call Q. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cat's out of the bag. He's still working. He there. seems to know. He knew that guy was uh, anonymous because he gets the fucking the the emails. Yeah. Anyway, I I didn't mean call anonymous a fuckwit. I did. Yeah. I take it back. Yeah. But I, you, I, no, I mean I take back the fact that I didn't. I didn't mean to call him that. Oh, you did. Yeah. Um. It's I don't. It's just silly. He, he mm. seems more silly than he is anything. Yeah. But I, he was. But he was. Remember, he was referred to as the senior. A senior. Uh, yes, official. that's what's silly. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. just like, come on, he's not a senior official. But we don't trust. We don't. I, but that would make it more exciting if he was. Sure, it would be. Of course, it would be. And that's why that's why they referred to him as such because it pumps up the story. Of course. And people don't tell everybody what he said. He, I mean, it's a disparaging book uh, about the Trump administration. I, I don't even want to give it any any time. Because I don't think it's it's deserving, but not that not that there's things you couldn't talk about. But I just I have this thing about people who walk out of, of uh, an administration, regardless of which one, or walk out of a, a, a an agency or wherever, and and write a fucking book. Yeah, right? I just I I did just I have a problem with it. Just shut your yap, right? Um, and yeah, it, it's part of the gig, right? Yeah, and 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 don't you know if you didn't get enough hugs and you come out and you want to you know beat your own drum, well then. Uh, you know, I just don't. I don't know. We, we've we've gotten way too past the the old point where people would just finish a job and you never ever knew, you know that uh, you know that they. There's too many yeah. opportunities right, 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 for right. opportunists. Right, right, right. I sound like Wilfred Brimley over you here. You sound good. I yeah. like what you're saying. Yeah. There's too many opportunities for opportunists these days, and I understand if you're a guy who works at you know fucking NBC or something, you want to write a tell-all book about sure whatever right. But right. this is not what we're talking about. You're talking about someone who works at the highest levels of government. You're you're supposed to have. Are, don't they sign NDAs? Yes. Yeah. And you're supposed to. And, and you know. The, and like as an example, the, the agency has a what they call a publications review board. So if you're gonna if you're gonna finish up at the outfit and you get out and you think, oh my golly, I want to write a book. And I know you know uh, you know a handful of folks who, who did, and they were very good books. But they don't talk about you know it's not a tell all. It's not a you know, and they're not disclosing sources and methods. But the point being is, they've got the PRB, and so you have to submit your your transcript, and they, they go through it, and sometimes they'll edit things out, and sometimes they won't. But, um, but you're supposed, uh, you know, the idea that you come out and 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 you had a, a, a unsatisfactory experience, and you want to complain about shit, a little distasteful. It's distasteful. Yeah. There's two things that I want to talk to you about before we got in here besides the election, in no particular order. 
Aliens and George Soros. <laughs> hey, those, how do you know they're not connected? They might be connected. They might be connected. But, but both of those things I find um, particularly fascinating. I never knew that about you. The, the George Soros thing just keeps coming up over and over and over again, where people that I know that are very intelligent and some that are very connected mm-hmm. say that he's funding a lot of these Antifa rallies and protests and and chaos and that they're funding the political campaigns of people that are opposed to putting people in jail and that are promoting air quotes social justice mm-hmm. and all of these reforms and all of these political movements that seem to be deteriorating uh, the, the, the trust in law enforcement and that there's some sort of organized campaign by him to mm-hmm. do something to destroy the fag- the fabric of our democracy. Yeah, sort of the one world government run by George Soros. That's um, the Batman villain yeah. storyline. Yeah, right? I, I, I think uh, the truth is is less uh, exciting or interesting. Uh, I think he's, he's he's he puts a lot of money into a, a handful of organizations, and that money gets uh, funneled out for various purposes, campaigns, uh, supporting. Um, organizations, there's no doubt. I think that that uh, um, he his worldview is is somewhat different than than, than mine. Um, but I don't think that Soros is um, you know running some uh, campaign to take down America. I think that's why like, do you, you think know. people are so attracted to that idea? Is it because of Batman movies? Yeah, you know everybody loves a big villain. He's an yeah. evil looking guy. I mean, I again, hey, I don't mean that wrong, but you Not, know he can't help no his offense. appearance. No offense, there. But you look yeah. like you could be in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he's yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got that look about him. You can see yeah. him in a black robe. Yeah, uh, well, Vader, exactly. you know Takes your the directive. Helmet off, and you know dun, hey, dun. Dun. Look at that. Dun, 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 dun. He could do something about those bags under his eyes, frankly. Mm. He doesn't want to. He's got billions of dollars. Yeah, I know. What gets a person's rocks off when they have that much money and they're, you know, they're still trying to make more money and they're basically, I mean, how old is he? 80? How old is George Soros? He's got to be in his 80s, right? He's he's in the home 90. stretch. 90. He's 90. 90. 90. 90. Yeah. He's in the home stretch, kids. Does it say how much money he's given away of his? Uh, it says he's worth eight point six billion. I don't know about giving away. <laughs> he's not giving any. Uh, having he's... donated more than thirty two billion to the Open Society Foundation, according go. to Wikipedia. Wow, he's worth yeah. eight. He's donated thirty two. That's a man committed. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's part of it. That's the, this, crazy. The connection to Open Society, I think, is probably what helps to fuel it. But and, and, I mean, you got a guy that. What does know, that mean? He's an oil, easy. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, he's an easy. It's uh, an easy foil, an easy target to be. Um, in I mean, it's like the Koch brothers. There's no difference, right? It's just one side blames the Koch brothers for, right. you know, uh, trying to take over America, and, and one side blames Soros. So, what is I, that organization, Jamie? Open Society. Oh, open the Open Society Foundation support individuals and organizations across the globe fighting for freedom of expression, accountable government, and societies that promote justice and equality. Well, that sounds good. It does sound That's good, doesn't it? That's what's confusing. Yeah. Uh, so all these people that think he's evil. Truth and justice. I mean, but if I was going to be evil, I would hide behind something like that. It yeah. sounds like a perfect Well, and you can imagine some of that cover. money getting eventually funneled, making its way to organizations. I'm not saying it's happening, but an organization like Antifa or whatever. Right. 
you know, the, the, the theory being, oh, no, we're trying to promote, you know, if you, if you wrap yourself in the cloak of promoting equality and justice, most people aren't going to push back because they don't want to look like a dick, right? Right. You can so, get away with a lot of shit. Yeah. So you don't, you don't, you know, but I, anybody who's got, it's like, this is, um, one of my things, if you're going to give money to an organization, you know, do a little investigating first. Find out how much of it goes into people's pockets and, and actually where the money goes and what it's used for. Sometimes it's easier than not. And if it's difficult to find that information out, give your money somewhere else, right? Because it's not, there should be transparency around any any operation that's asking you for a donation or for your money. But Soros, you know, when he funnels that money in, makes its way through, it's like a pachinko machine, right? It's, kind of, it's just kicking all over the place, mm-hmm. right? And so it's, it's no surprise, but um, so do you think it's just that it's an easy uh, target for someone who's looking for like one person who's the puppet master who's pulling all the strings? Right. Everybody loves. It's a simplistic way of looking at things, yeah. right? And I'm not saying that Soros isn't funding groups that wouldn't piss people off. I guess, but uh, you know, I, there's more to it. There's than more that. to it than that. But it's it's like uh, you know, it's like that the Kennedy assassination. Nobody wanted to believe that Lee Harvey Oswald could do something as an individual that was so horrific. All right, right? now you're going to lose me. If you really think he did that by himself, this fucking conversation's over. No, I'm not saying that he did it by himself. What I'm saying is that people don't want to think that, right? Because it's not true. But you close out the possibility that it could be true. Are you saying it's true? I'm saying that there's a possibility. There's not a fucking way in hell. I'm saying there's a possibility. What about the bullet? You can't take that off. You can't can't take it off the table, the magic bullet. (laughs) You can't take that right off the table because it was on a table. It was Uh, actually on the gurney that Connolly was rolled in on. Oh, look, we found the bullet. Case closed. Like cleaned just, it up all nice. I guess my, my my point though, before we descend into 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 madness. chaos, into madness, <laughs> is that you don't want to you don't want to remove options when you're looking. And and you if you can't say, I mean, maybe you can say if you can say 100, percent there's no doubt. I, I tell you, I'm not I'm not closing the door on on the percentage chance that Lee Harvey Oswald did that on his own for his own reasons and his own uh, resources and ability to do it. I will say the MLK, uh, Martin Luther King assassination is one where if I have to say, look, I, there's definitely shit here. We talked about that before. Yes, and it, yeah. it, it, it does seem like shit, there's shit there. What it seems to me is that the CIA definitely killed Kennedy, and that's why you are making it seem like it's most likely that What Oswald else do you think I'm going to do? Act- yeah, I, get no, it. I, I understand. I, I, I'm kidding when I say sense. that. That fucking magic bullet theory, yeah. only a child who's never shot a gun understands uh, or, or, or would look at that theory and think it makes sense. If you shot a gun before, if, yeah. you, if you know what happens when bullets hit bone, there's no fucking way. Look at that thing. Come the yeah. fuck on. That shot through two people, shattered bone in the, the wrist of Connolly. Looks pretty clean. Yeah, get the fuck out of yeah. here. And wound up magically in the gurney. And oh, by the way, there's more bullet fragments in mm. Connolly's body than we're missing from that bullet. So, right. fuck you. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You gotta, <laughs> until, until, until they close that case completely, and nobody ever has completely... That, but but I guess again going back to a, the the bigger point if I had one. Look at that bullet again. Can was, I see that bullet again? Put that bullet up one more time. Oh here it oh, goes. Yeah. Here comes that drawing. This is the official government drawing. See like this. Here's this, the thing that's yeah. wrong with that though. Sorry, I got now, my nose here. The thing that's wrong with you that picture. Negative, right? yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah. The photo. Show that picture again. Yeah. yeah. Hand drawing. Here's what people don't understand why this is not as ridiculous as the bullet. Because bullets do weird shit when they yeah, hit things. They do. And uh, I know a guy who, uh, how do I put this, shot a person in war 
in the face and the bullet literally came out the same way it went in went in the guy's head ricocheted around, around the, the skull, skull. and yep. came out the front yeah yeah i mean, I've, I've, I've seen yeah forensics on 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 that same thing crazy before. shit yeah. happens yeah. Yeah. when bullets hit but they don't it's not that crazy they don't come out looking like that that's not a yeah. bullet that shattered bone it's just not yeah. It's fu- and people go, oh, the the bullet's way more distorted than that. That particular image is a deceptive angle. Fuck you. Yeah, that's it's just not, fuck you. It's not a lot of deception. That, oh, look, look see, at that. See, they no, got, see, they do it's have a slightly you dented. Got a, you got a little dent there. They um, shot that fucking yeah. thing into a swimming pool, kids. Yeah. <laughs> There's not so, a chance in hell that yeah. went through a couple people. Oh, look, see, 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 see the 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 the, the, the tip. You can see some of the lead. But my my point, my overall point, should I have one, is that uh, with Soros, I mean, people like, you know, they they they. That's why conspiracy theories and other things exist, right? Is and, and continue to exist is because it's a it's a fascinating concept. It's a fascinating story. You can look at Soros and go, yes, you're running from a secret lair somewhere under a volcano. Uh, an effort to take down the, the dun, America, dun, right? Dun, okay, dun, that's dun, that's dun. you know. Uh, that's one. What's one theory? Um, anyway, uh, we're all we're all programmed by m- movies, right? These these narratives that there is one secret evil person that wants everything to go down, and those those narratives they they're very compelling, and we've we've had them in our lives for so long. So many people have these sort of simplistic portraits of the world that mm-hmm. they they've adopted because of movies. Yeah, you know? it's and 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 we want we like a beginning, a middle, and an end. People like things to to be all wrapped up, right? Let Which, me see that picture of the bullet with the goat. That was a little disturbing. That the goat? bullet went that a similar bullet went through a goat. That one on the bottom. I had no idea so they had a bullet goat in fired that through a goat, most closely duplicating Connolly's chest wounds. Not just his chest wounds, you fucks. His wrist too. Went into and then just the fact they found it on his gurney. Oh, yeah. whoops, we found it. Under no circumstances do I feel that this bullet could have hit a wrist and still not be deformed. We proved that by experiments. Chief consultant and wound ballistic for the U.S. Army who supervised tests for the Warren Commission. Exactly. Yeah. That other that other photo, if it did go through a goat, let me tell you something, kids. That fucking thing got a, 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 a pass-through. It probably went right in between the ribs. And even then, I don't buy it because it probably it, hit the ground somewhere. It had to be that goat. Right? One Poor day goat. you're out there eating grass and ivy. How about how about they did it through a hundred goats until they got a bullet that exactly. came out good? <laughs> this is what we're looking for. Even, even then, I think it's horseshit. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've shot animals before. When you shoot an animal with a bullet, man, those bullets come out super deformed. Yeah, of course. They I mushroom. Mean, they come out looking crazy because bullets aren't supposed. Here's the thing for people to understand. Bullets are designed to change shape when they hit things because it does more damage. So when you see a bullet that's mushroomed out, the impact of that bullet hitting an animal mm. forces it to mushroom out. It creates a, a, a lot of trauma and shock, and that's what kills the animal. A bullet that goes through something like that would create like a pencil hole. It wouldn't do nearly as much damage. It would be far less effective, and they would re-engineer the bullet to, to, to have more of a deformity when it hits things because there's a value in bullets deforming when they hit things. That value is it creates a deeper, a, a right. more it's fucked more up internal, Yeah, internal yeah, more, damage, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets don't act like that. If, with the only exception, and this is a recent exception, they, they use solid copper bullets in, in some cases. 
And even those solid copper bullets, they get to mushroom out. Because mm-hmm. um, I shot an elk in California with a with a rifle, and it used we use copper bullets because California has laws against lead. Oh, of course, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And those, mm-hmm. I have the bullet at home. It came out all fucked up yeah. like that. There's the other bullets they have. Oh, that they did the same thing with. Yeah, no, look at, I guess these were found like evidence uh, at the scene. Fragment of bullet that fatally wounded the president would be this one I yeah think. that makes more mm. sense yeah <laughs> look at that yeah it's a fucking chunk that looks like it exploded the other one looks perfect but like the other thing that drives me crazy is people say well then and to, to lean the other way they mm. say well the the scope on the rifle didn't even wasn't even lined up right well how the fuck do you know it wasn't lined yeah. up right? all you have to do is yeah. drop a rifle and the scope is off yeah yeah, it's exactly right. And also, it was a very easy shot. I mean, I will say that. It wasn't much. that hard. No, it, was, it wasn't, it wasn't hard at all. Everybody so, says yeah. no one could have made that shot. Like, I could have made that shot. You gotta, I'm not you gotta, even good. You got a slow-moving vehicle moving away from you in line. Exactly. It's not turning. Exactly. It's no wind. And you have you a rest. Good light. You're you off, rest. You're, you got, you're yeah. leaning off the, the window. Yeah. That 100% could have been made by a person. Yeah, yeah. And not oh. just one shot. I think they could have got off all three. Yeah. I think that's provable, too. I think especially you're all jacked up with adrenaline and you've been practicing right. racking those bullets in there. You could have got it off. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, it's it, it, that that part of it is is I, I you know I think that is is uh, easy to to understand. There's there, again there's I'm, I'm you know not to not to disappear down that rabbit hole. I, I do find it always interesting because I'm always I'm still fascinated by the Martin Luther King thing because it's it's, it's a rare day when I look at something and go yeah that really is horseshit there. Well, then, you were talking one, about how uh, James Earl Ray, the guy who shot Martin Luther King, was funded. Like, clearly, he was a loser, had nothing going on yeah, in his life. We talked yeah. about this before. Right, right. Yeah, he's just, a, he's just a, you know, a petty criminal and not a good one, right? Always caught. Always, always caught. And, uh, you know, then suddenly he's, he manages to reinvent himself, goes on the road, disappears, lays low, Comes out, you know, looks like a, a professor when he ends up in in, in Europe uh, after uh, the shooting. Um, you know, buys a, a, a Mustang, you know, for cash. You know, more cash than the kid probably or the guy I probably ever saw. Um, it's just there's there's too many things here that just make it look like that. It's just and so I, I'm not a I'm not a uh, again I'm not a conspiracy guy, but I look at that one and I go that you know over all these years. And we weren't able to kind of get to the bottom of it, you know, speaks to sort of the, uh, I don't know, the just a sinister nature of it, I think. I, I would never say I'm not a conspiracy guy because I love conspiracies. I think they're awesome. They're so much fun. <laughs> but I don't buy all of them. I think there's a lot yeah, of them that yeah, are bullshit, yeah. but a, a lot of them are real. That's the problem with the term conspiracy theorist. People don't ever want to be called a conspiracy theorist because it makes you look like a fool. Fortunately for me, everyone knows I'm a fool, so I can say <laughs> that I right enjoy. Out there in the open. I can enjoy yeah. conspiracies, but I also can say, if I'm being honest, I know that for sure people have conspired to do things. In particular, when you're talking about in the 1960s. It's it's there's evidence. There's a tremendous amount of evidence that people conspired to do a lot of different things. I mean, there was so, there's so much evidence that you know there was there's like first of all the Gulf of Tonkin incident that got us into the yeah. Vietnam War. That's yeah. that's a conspiracy. That's a proven conspiracy. They lied about attacks on America so that mm-hmm. they could get us into the Vietnam War. Yeah, that's a conspiracy. 
How about Operation Northwoods? That's a conspiracy signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff. They were going to fake attacks on American civilians. They were going to blow up a drone jetliner, blame it on mm-hmm. Cuba. They were going to arm Cuban friendlies and attack Guantanamo Bay. Signed by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, vetoed by Kennedy. That is a conspiracy. Yeah, yeah. This is all during that same time period. Yeah, is it? I mean, I, I don't even know if a conspiracy is the right word for it. It's a, a plan. It's a, it's a plan. That's yeah, an operational plan, right? And then so cons- just, they conspired just, to do they, it. Well, yeah, that's a good. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Mr. Isn't that what Mr. a conspiracy is? I guess that is a conspiracy. The problem is the term. Yeah, yeah. The term makes you seem like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Like you're putting on a tinfoil yeah. hat and so serious yeah. people. Which, fortunately for me, I'm not one of those. Serious people that want to be taken seriously, they tend to shy away from yeah. conspiracies. Yeah. Conspire. But I smoke a lot of marijuana. And so I <laughs> like those conspiracies. I find them attractive. I go, huh. Maybe. Hence the UFO thing. Yeah. Ah, the aliens. So last yeah. time I saw you, I don't think the Pentagon had come out because it was actually during the pandemic where the Pentagon came out. I don't think we talked about this mm. last time, did okay. we? I don't think so. Where no. they said they've recovered alien crafts. They said we have recovered crafts that are not from this world. Is that exactly what they said? Pull it up, young pull Jay. that pull that up, that exact quote from It's a sketchy Pentagon. It's a ske- it's, the it's Pentagon actually, didn't say it, yeah. Um that was uh the guy from Vegas. The guy from Nevada. What is his name? Um the is he a senator? From Nevada? Harry, Harry Reid? Reid? Harry Reid? Someone that yeah. former senator? Pentagon former contractor was the one that said it. I oh, you're thinking, of, uh, yeah, you're, yeah, you're thinking of... Yeah, uh, you're thinking of... He's got an aerospace business out there that was uh, funded in part by uh, taxpayer money. That uh, It was a sort of a, a pet project of Harry Reid's, in a sense. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to remember the guy's name. I should remember it because we, we've talked about it. Lear? Um, no, no. Um... Aerospace buddy of Harry Reid's. Can we Google that? Is that that? the Skinwalker Ranch guy? No. No, this is... uh, This guy is... They've actually still got a business. He's still developing. Right now, I think what he's trying to do is develop um, um, portable um, living... Yeah, that uh, is a Skinwalker uh, Ranch guy. That is, right? Yeah. Okay, sure. That is the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The name's um, on the tip of my tongue. I know. Um, But I, if he's the one who said it, then... Yeah, I, it doesn't come from the government. They, they, you know, the ATIP, which is that uh, Advanced Aeronautical Threat Identification Program. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, I think the most interesting thing that the government has come out and said is that yes, we did have a, we did have an organ, operation within the Pentagon, an office within the Pentagon. I've talked, you know, that was there to identify unidentified uh, threats. Mm-hmm. Right. So we get something up in the air and, and we can't identify it. It's like the TikTok or uh, the TikTok uh, sightings by David, David Fravor. Fravor. Yeah. yeah. And, and those guys. So David Fravor, for anybody who wants to, who's interested in this, please listen to him on the Lex Friedman podcast. Cause I had him on, but I had him on with Jeremy Corbell, who's the, the, the documentarian behind that Rob Lazar, Bob Lazar movie. And it, by himself, Fravor and Lex, they get deep into the technical specifications of their aircraft and why he believes that no known aircraft could have ever operated the way it is and also how it was blocking their tracking devices, which is uh, technically it's an act of war, but also it showed that they, it was an, it was aware of them. Yeah, he's very credible. I mean, yes. he's extremely credible. He's, and he's, a, he's a good guy. Uh, I've talked to him uh, a handful of times. I've sat and reviewed the the, uh, the gun camera footage with him. So he's walked through it. 
Very credible, right? So that was kind of that was a perfect example of why they had set up a tip right within the Pentagon. Um, apparently not funded anymore as an as a operating office because they probably um, got some new shit that they can't tell you about yeah, because exactly. that one got out there. Got to close it down. That's um, in the New York Times. That's what already. you do? <laughs> that is what they do, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, or, or you reallocate the. You know, it's all in the budgets, which is again kind of why we do this this show for uh, Science Channel called Black Files because we're we're chasing the budget. We finally got to that. I know, right? Jesus right? Christ! I know. We're I got, two I got hours like, in. I got like two other promos to do. I haven't even touched yet. <laughs> so, I can help. People are thinking, "Wow, he's really slow this time." Uh, but yeah, if you follow the money, it's like an investigation, right? If you if, not so much follow the money, but if you if you start pulling on those threads around budgets or. Uh, it's like with investigation and asset tracing, you know, getting getting uh, bank records is, is absolutely key if you can, you know, legally uh, get them uh, during the course of an investigation. But um, uh, with with military operations, oftentimes those, you know, those budgets for the most interesting uh, projects and operational elements get buried into something else. Mm-hmm. Right? That's just the way it works. Right. And so. That's where you to can, maintain secrecy. To maintain secrecy, but that's that's it's you know so it's it's an exercise and and we don't you know obviously with black files we don't identify anything that's currently classified because we'd all end up in in the who's gal. But um, yeah. we uh, we're looking at some pretty interesting things and and it and it speaks to um, where programs are going currently. Right, you look at some things in the recent past and you say okay this is where this new development is heading. And isn't it? It's there. It's an interesting conversation too, because for people that don't like secrecy and they don't think we should have secrecy, for national security and for the development of things, you know, like the stealth bomber, or like a, a lot of other things that show that we have mil- military superiority mm-hmm. over our our enemies, it, it's important to have secrecy. Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. You can't, you can't function. Uh, as a secure and safe and, and, and lasting uh, republic without it, right? There's just no way. Now, you know, people will say, oh, we should have transparency around everything. No, no, you got to draw the line. You you got to, <laughs> you, you, you want to not overdo it, right? So you want to- That's where uh, I was going to get to. Right. But, the I overdo mean, it part. But you gotta, you've got to have the ability to protect uh, sources and methods. You've got to have a sort of a need-to-know policy around certain things. Right within um, national security concerns and the intelligence community, um, but yeah, again, it's it it can be used as a weapon. You know, you can over again overdo it, uh, and but if you don't have security, you don't have the Manhattan Project. Right. No, ab- absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we don't. I mean, you don't look, have many things. That, yeah, that you think about um, keep us safe. You think about. Um, China, look at this. I'm, now I'm deep into the show, and I'm just now bashing China for their theft of, econo- of economic intelligence. But you look at the the effort that they make in terms of stealing uh, our intellectual property and research and development, right? I mean, uh, <laughs> the, the idea that you don't protect your most critical information, whether it's operationally uh, important or whether it's just, again, R&D for development of, 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 uh, of materials, and, and that speaks to the strength of your economy and—, and uh, you know, so yes, certain things have to be kept secret. Um, but again, you can overclassify things, which tends to happen, right? You tend to just because you're trying to protect everything, right? So I'm just going to overclassify, and and that also creates a problem then. So you know, trying to strike a balance, it's a humor in, in endeavor, so you never really get it right, I don't think. But well, this is where people feel like the line when it when it comes to alien spacecrafts and 
if the government knows and is aware of alien spacecrafts and alien technology. This is where the line of secrecy and being sworn to oath, where it crosses over into a need to know for the general public. Mm. Bob Lazar's story, the story about him working for S4. He was uh, a physicist for Los Alamos Labs. That's been proven. He was on the employee list there. He also was listed in a newspaper article when he put a jet engine in a Honda um, that he was a, uh, a, a, a physicist at Los Alamos Labs, and he was a propulsion expert. Says he worked for Area S4 and says he was hired to back-engineer UFOs and says they never could figure out how these things worked and that they were never going to because they really couldn't, because they were trying to keep everything secret. They couldn't share all this information with the general scientific community. And he's like, science doesn't work in these containment bubbles. You can't compartmentalize science and have only these uh, a few small propulsion experts sit around and try to figure this thing out, and then they fire and bring new guys in, and no one ever gets it. Right, which is what you can use against. I mean, if I'm if I'm trying to uh, pull information out of of uh, of uh, uh, another nation, right? If I'm targeting intelligence from you know they're, they're developing some new ballistic missile system or whatever it is, propulsion system, then yes, I'm gonna. I'm going to play off of that desire on the part of engineers and scientists to have a collaborative community, right? And that's and that and the Chinese do that very well, right? They and, and particularly when they target uh, Chinese Americans working here in the U.S. in in potentially sensitive positions, you know, this idea that we're all working together, you know, and we, this is this is just what we should be doing. Um, you know, we've done. Uh, my, my, my company has done uh, work trying to protect uh, information for. Um, companies, pharmaceutical companies is a, is a good example, where the, the scientists, the engineers, the doctors need that free flow in their mind. They got to have this free flow in this, this, this collaborating and this sharing of information. And meanwhile, you got the other side, you know, where the, the, the bean counters and security personnel and all that, and they're going like, no, this is the, the lifeblood of our company. We can't right. risk losing this information. So we got to lock it down to the degree we can. Those two things don't necessarily coexist all that well together, but you got to try to find some, some medium. So um, yeah, I think you know. There's the, the 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 fact that the government came out and talked about ATIP. I thought was a big step, right? That's a big deal for them, right? I mean that that uh, they would discuss that. Do I think that they're hiding? I you know again, I don't take anything. I wouldn't take anything off the table, right? Frankly, because I don't know, right? So it would be it would be. Uh, you know, stupid of me to say, no, they definitely aren't holding on to some propulsion system that, you know, isn't of this world or whatever. I, if I don't know it, I can't say absolutely not. Um, but wouldn't you want to know, yeah. though? Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. But how, you, I mean, you know, what do you do? I mean, you, you... grease a few palms. <laughs> Is that it? Yeah. Get in yeah, there. Yeah. I want to uh, see it. Yeah. I guess you could do that. Um, I'd let the government know right now. Listen. Yeah. I'll, I'll say a lot of shit that's not true. Just get me to the UFOs. <laughs> Show me the UFOs, and I'll lie. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. No, we're doing. You know, it's it is it is. It's not true. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm lying. Uh, I'm telling you right now. Don't tell me. No. I'm lying. Yeah. Because if you tell me, I'm telling everybody. He's telling everybody. I'm, yeah. I, yeah. I'm, they it's know. a lie. Look, they know that. I'm sure they yeah, know that. They know that. They're they're writing it down right now. Whatever happens, happens. But it's too bad because oh, I really want to know. But I, I, I would I, tell everybody. I agree with you. Anybody who's was interested, you know, pay attention to the to uh, look. And there's a handful of interviews with uh, Fravor 
Commander Fravor. Yes. Uh, it's but the Lex Friedman one it. is my favorite. Yeah. It's because they go on for, I think it's three and a half hours. It's really good. And they talk about all kinds of things about flying and pilots and and uh, the fact that you always have the same two uh, pilots working together, the pilot mm-hmm. and co-pilot. And they, they, you know, in the military, it's very different than civilian airliners that these guys work together. They understand each other and they develop sort of the way Lex described it, a sort of a mind meld between the two. Um, it's a really good interview, and he goes into depth about also the criticisms by these uh, debunkers that don't understand the equipment. They don't understand what they're saying when they're when they're trying to debunk it. They're debunking it in a, in a preposterous way. They don't, they really don't understand what what happened. That thing that they followed went from sixty thousand feet down to one feet above sea level in less than a second yeah and it's not like it wasn't picked up on radar right? exactly. it's not like it's just one person or or, right. or or the guys in that particular uh platform that that saw it so um yeah it's it's a really compelling fascinating example of of, of this and still unexplained right obviously still yes. unexplained so, still unexplained yeah. and when fravor talked about it when he first saw it he was communicating with uh the other people that were, were on the other end of the radio and they were saying we are in contact with these things all the time we see these things every few weeks yeah they don't know what the fuck it is and he was going he described it in in depth i'm doing a disservice by uh paraphrasing him but he was saying okay guys what what the fuck is this and they were saying yeah exactly right and we've been seeing these every couple weeks we'll see one we don't know what it is we have no idea it was well aware that they were following it 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 blocked their tracking turned and faced them and no, and then, no, no sign of no, no visible sign of, of a propulsion system. No heat right. signatures. Yeah, right, right. No nothing. And then moved off in an insane rate of speed to the point where they couldn't track with the human eye. Yeah. And it disappeared, and then it reappeared thirty miles away. Like the, they were saying, the way the thing moved, they, they, they can't explain it. They don't, and they think there's something under the water as well. I think it was, it was hovering over the water, mm-hmm. and there was actually something that was actually under the water. Yeah, some dolphin. Dolphin, Could look be. it up going like what the An fuck is that all about? Yeah. The boss, boss octopus is <laughs> pulling the levers. Yeah, I, you know, again, it's, it is, it's, um, it's fun. It's, it's fun, man. It's fun. And it, it but I, do I think that there's, um, you know, aliens that they come periodically visit and just observe and go, oh, fuck this and then leave? Um, you know, it does raise the question as to why we, if they've actually visited and they've been here, are they just uh, is it for observation and then they get fed up with the way we act? And, well, I you think know. if you were observing another advanced civilization, like say if we, like, but here's we, a good example. I will say that. I mean, it, it, it's all relative, right? Because if, if, if we're looking at that and we say, okay, say the Tic Tac was, was you know, from some other world, mm-hmm. um, then them looking at us they're not going to go look at us and go well it's an advanced civilization of course they would yeah i think they'd look at us and go like okay it's it's some rudimentary life but see i don't buy that no you don't think so no because we study fucking butterflies yeah how many assholes spend most of their life looking at bugs but maybe to whatever this is we're nothing more than a a a butterfly right and so why wouldn't they observe us the way we observe bugs yeah like yeah. people spend their whole life tracking sloths. Yeah. They really do. You know, there's a lot of people that that spend their whole life studying plants. The the idea that we if we found an advanced life form, say if we went to another planet and we found um some early Neanderthal types mm-hmm. that were just starting to use flint tools, we would study them hard. Mm-hmm. We would be fascinated 
would even if they were like, oh my god, they're like three hundred thousand years behind where we are right now, we would still they follow fuck them. them up badly. By yeah, giving but them we would social follow social media. And I yeah. think one of the things we would do is we would probably try to do it secretly, yeah. the same way we do with indigenous tribes. Like North Sentinel Island, that's that island off the Indian Ocean mm-hmm. yeah. that has a, yeah, yeah. a small population of people. I think it's down to like thirty-nine people, and uh, you're, you're, it's like against international law to visit. Mm-hmm. And that one guy went and visited a couple of years ago, and they lit him up with arrows. Remember yeah. that guy? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to show him Jesus. Came out with the Bible. Um, th- that <laughs> that's a perfect example. Like you're not supposed to go there. And those yeah. are human beings, yeah. just like you or me. But they have the misfortune of developing on this very small island where their ancestors left Africa 60,000 years ago. Some people might look at what we're going through right now this past week and think it's not such a misfortune. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) What the hell? It's looking pretty good. Well, with them, I think there's a lot of inbreeding because there's such a small genetic uh, sample. So it's a small genetic group to draw from. But I think that if uh, aliens came here from another planet, first of all, they would know for sure that we already split the atom. They, they would know that we have uh, the power of nuclear weapons and that we have enough nuclear weapons aimed at each other mm-hmm. to decimate all life on Earth multiple times over. Yeah. I think they would think that's pretty fucking advanced. They would know that we can send video through the sky. They would know that we, we can capture time in the form of pictures and and film. Mm. I, I think they would be aware that we are on the cusp of some pretty wild shit. We're sending Teslas into space that are currently <laughs> zooming around Mars or By the wherever way, the fuck they are. I just went through that. I took my truck through the car wash the other day in Boise and, and uh, there was a Tesla that was sitting over on the side and the lady was giving the manager you know, hell because she'd taken her Tesla through the car wash and it like knocked off the, the, uh, the side view mirror and it was clearly a, a new car for her. And, you know, she couldn't even take it to the car wash without it losing a piece or a part. And I thought, Man, it wasn't a good ad for Tesla, frankly, but, you know. What kind of car wash? One of them automatic ones? Yeah, it was a, uh, what do they call it, touchless hmm. car wash. Those things yeah. can be brutal. Yeah. But I, I have a, a Tesla. They're well made, man. Yeah. 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 There's, I think that car wash is a piece of shit car wash. <laughs> so I have so to you've, say. you've turned it around. I yeah. see what Jamie's you're saying. Jamie's got a Tesla, I too. See what Step up, Jamie. Tell him. Look at you guys. Yeah. There yeah. you go. You'll be careful when you do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring those side view mirrors in. Uh, I think that's actually in the manual. They gu- do come I, in. I, I you press it, a button. Yeah, it's in the manual. If you, turn, yeah. if you go in the manual, but it says before you go through a car wash, yeah, but bring no, those mirrors I in. I went to the car know. wash. I didn't Otherwise, do okay. shit. Yeah. I let them get slopped around. <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. They're fine. <laughs> I, almost, I almost went to the car wash one time with one of my dogs in the, in the back of the Oh, my God. Because I... I, I, I Completely forgotten, you know. I was running a couple of chores, and there's, there's Hendrix in the back of the oh, truck, no. and I said, "I said, go through." And the guy waves me down and says, "Good dog." And I said, "He's dirty." Yeah, exactly. Two, kill two birds with one yeah, stone. It'd be, it'd be fine. What's it? Water and soap. The dog's gonna be fine. Big 120 pound retriever. He'll he knows be okay. how to handle it. Yeah, yeah. Jesus it, Christ, relax, car wash guy. I know. Oh my God, we got, we got, we got a. Uh, you got pet. You got pets. You got yeah. Marshall, I got a retriever. Right? Yeah, 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 and uh, they're the best. They are fantastic. We've got now. We've got. Uh, we've got that one. We yours we, is one hundred and twenty pounds. He's a big boy. That's a huge he's retriever. A, he's a big ass dog. Would you feed yeah. him uh, CIA steroids? We do. Yeah, yeah. Because I still, <laughs> I still get those. Uh, I haven't been in for a while, but you know that's. You're on a mail uh, That's why list. I think the world of the director because. They, <laughs> 
They still send me that shit. But uh, so yeah, so then we got a we got this big uh, what do they call them? Golden doodles, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's she's supposed to be small. She's getting to be taller and bigger than he is. So she's she's like six or seven months old, and she's a monster already. Really? And then we got now we got another one of our cats died, or our last cat died, and, and so we thought, okay, that's it. We're gonna simplify life. And then we were at the at the store, and, and they had like a rescue cat thing going on, and so we ended up with a rescue cat. And then we were out, and, and a fox got in the barn, killed this mama cat and, oh, and no. all the kittens, and there was only one survivor. This was just like a couple of weeks ago. So now we got like this entourage again, right? Because now we, so we kept this kitten, and I thought, we can't keep this little tiny, you know, it's like a two-week-old kitten. We've been bottle feeding this thing now for the past two and a half Aww. weeks. And it's cute. It's, it's a very cute, and it's a son, tough son of a bitch, right? Uh, it's going to be a great uh, cat around the house, but... It's just like now I'm waiting to get like a farm duck and and, and chickens <laughs> and a goat and and uh, people I, have love hate yeah. relationships with foxes because they're yeah. beautiful they're kind of cool they like to hang around people but they will kill your fucking cat they will yeah. kill your chickens yeah they'll kill a lot but it's of a things. fucking circle of life those cats yeah. you know how many birds those domestic cats kill holy shit that's Stunning. all they do Stunning. yeah so I you know it, it it's one of those things I, I an animal killing another animal unless it's like you know some abused you know uh, fighting you know, dog that has been, yeah. And while that's just the way it works, it's just a circle of life. Yeah. I watched a really bizarre documentary on vice the other day about cats in Australia. And one of these guys, his whole house was filled with stuffed cats <laughs> and he has uh, stuffed cats. Like you take the head off and it's like a fucking Mason jar and he has um, <laughs> oh cats. He takes the cats and he skins them and he makes coats and jackets and hats Good out of God. them. So this guy's wearing like a cat hat and a cat jacket and he's got dead cats all over his house. But what he, and he, he has a, a book with a meticulous detail of every cat he's oh, ever killed. Fuck. Well, this is the thing. Do you, you know the situation with cats in Australia? Well, the feral cats. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to work on a yeah. sheep station out in Australia, oh, okay. in the middle of nowhere. And so, you'd, yeah, you'd go be you'd be working the fence line or repairing the fences, and you you'd put your hand down. All of a sudden, you, you had to wear gloves, right? But you put the hand, down, and all of a sudden, it's like this little cat had come out of nowhere, right? Some burrow. Yeah, this is the yeah. guy. So he's got these stuffed cats all over his house. Like, look at this. He's his whole fucking house is filled with cats, <laughs> and. <laughs> He's a cat killer. I mean, this is, and I know. Look, I have cats. Uh, I've oh, had cats it's a toilet most of my roll life. holder. That's got. He's got a lot of different things God. he uses cats for. Yeah, I'm not anti-cat. I just want everybody to know. But this, these are feral cats that were introduced to Australia. I forget what they're introduced to kill off, but the problem is they bred at a spectacular rate, and they have become a huge problem for the native species. So they've. Yeah. They've decimated and sent into extinction a bunch of ground nesting birds and all sorts of different animals, and so now there's, now there's a bounty on wild cats, feral cats in Australia, and this gentleman he's making a good living. He skins them, which yeah. is like really weird. Like he doesn't just kill them, and in the video you see him shoot them and skin them. So he traps them. He, I think, uh, there's other people in this video that run around hunting them and. Well, is there more than one way to skin a cat? Then did he ah, did he answer that question? Ah, yeah, I went. Yeah, see, look, yeah, everybody was maybe wondering. That's yeah. where it came from. I think that's where it came from. So these are all the. I think they were brought because of the insects. rabbits. I think they were trying to solve a rabbit problem. I think uh, you might be right. And, Meanwhile, uh, they killed all these lizards and bugs. And yeah, yeah. No, they're 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 all over the place. And people say, "Ah, oh, kitten." 
and they just like they launch themselves at you and they're, they're, they That's can be crazy. pretty fucking mean they're also kept as pets in australia which is really weird yeah one of the major invasive species that are causing detrimental effects to indigenous wildlife due to predation for biosecurity reasons any cats that are imported to australia must meet conditions set by the department of agriculture fisheries and forestry i wonder what mm. those conditions are yeah, you, you gotta, gotta have cut your, their teeth out. Yeah, I was gonna say, I gotta have the teeth removed and their claws removed. Um, yeah, Australia, it's full of, it's like the Everglades. Uh, everything down there wants to wants to kill you. Everything yeah. wants to bite you and kill you. Um, they're good God. They're wild people, man. I tell you, it, Everglades is, is a fascinating place. I don't know why I'm just now I'm talking about the Everglades. People are going, what the fuck is he talking about the Everglades? You know, they found yeah. Nile crocodiles there now. Yeah, they found a um, they found a panther inside an alligator down there. <laughs> yeah. This is crazy. What do you think about? That, I know there's all sorts of shit. I mean, it's yeah. amazing what you can find when you start reading about. But, but that's a, that's a place where invasive species are a real problem. Oh yeah, yeah. the pythons. Yeah, yeah. pythons and and, and uh, there's a whole series of other things that they've got cooking down there. But um, they caught a yeah. twenty footer the other day. Good God. Yeah. See if you can find that. Yeah. The twenty foot python. It's so thick. Yeah. It's like like a a quarterback's leg. They have these uh, hunts down there, you know, little competitions. I don't know why I said quarterback. To, yeah, uh, quarterback is it's, yeah. They're not the biggest guys. You know world. what I saw? I saw the other day. I saw Tom Brady in a Buccaneers uniform, and it was kind of strange. It's weird, right? Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. Oh, it was eighteen foot. Oh. Look at the size of this fucker. Imagine, <laughs> look how fat that Good thing is. God. Imagine like seeing that. In, in, <laughs> look at the size of it. Guys. Now, meanwhile, here's the thing. Here's what's really ridiculous about California. Let's get back to California being mm. stupid. They're an invasive species, pythons, and yeah. they're they're hunted and they have to be like they they're trying to track them down and kill them. In fucking California, you can't even buy python skin things. These are these are things that your people are trying to kill. They're trying yeah. to kill them. So what happens if you kill them? Though you can't even use the resource of their skin to make handbags or shoes or belts or whatever. They won't allow you to import python to California now. You probably have to take it. And if you kill one, you probably have to take it to the fish and game department, right? And otherwise, if you dispose of it improperly, then you could be... I, in Florida, I'm you sure can do whatever something. the fuck yeah, you want. Yeah, fling it out in the ocean. Because they're in yeah. Florida that they're yeah. killing most of these things. But yeah. also alligators, similar situation. Mm. Alligators are... They're not endangered species. They're in, in abundance. You can't buy alligator skin things in California anymore. Crocodile skin. Can't buy them anymore. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is wrong with people? Well, but it, it, it's also, it's the continuing, look, I, it's interesting if you, if you think about what the fuck is wrong with people, and then you see the, the, the rate of, of uh, movement of, of citizens out of California and to other locations. Yeah, it's stunning. And it's stunning. And then you think about, okay, like, uh, Georgia's a good example in this election, right? Georgia's turning, right? So Georgia is, is, may well end up having uh, become a blue state. I mean, Why? Well, people coming from out of, out of state. We get that happening in Idaho. People coming in from out of state. And you'd like to think, again, going back to the very first thing we talked about, self-awareness, you'd like to think they say, I'm leaving this place. Uh, it's, it's, it's got some problems. I'm going to go somewhere else. Ah, you know what, though? I'm not connecting the dots. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say that it has nothing to do with the way that I voted in the past. I'm sure things will be fine here if I continue that. Yeah, well, so, that was the conversation that I had with the governor last night. Oh, oh <laughs> along about those Texas? lines. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Texas is close to turning blue. And he's yeah. like, don't make this state what you fled. And he, he makes some very good points. And a lot of other people do, too. Economic freedom. 
the freedom to be an entrepreneur, the freedom to uh, to start businesses and not be overregulated. All of those are real problems in California. They're yeah. giant problems. They they impede business. California businesses succeed in spite of all the regulation, not because of all the regulation. Yeah. And you can't if you if you squash that that entrepreneurial spirit, right? If you take away incentives, if you take away just the idea that you know what, maybe. You know, I got a I, I got a great job, but you know, I, I also got an idea. You know, maybe I want to pursue that idea, right, and see whether I can I can turn it into a business. If you get rid of that by either by regulations, uh, or or just by um, disincentivizing, you know, people f from starting a business or from creating something, uh, from just a, it could be just a flash of an idea that they've got. You know, I, I don't. I'm going to sound like I've got rose-colored glasses on, but that was part of the thing that, that makes this country so special, yeah. right? And you know, I, I I do look at I look at California and I look at the movement of people out of there, and I, and and Idaho again being one of those places where a lot of folks end up, and you could see you could see that happening. You could see suddenly a you know a business-friendly state starting to turn, and yeah. that's I don't know. So yeah, it's if you, if you don't like where you are and you're moving. Um, maybe maybe look in the mirror and think about maybe I want something different. Maybe I should vote differently. Well, one of the things that uh, Governor Abbott was telling me is that fortunately there are a lot of people that are coming from California that are self-aware mm -hmm. and are voting differently than they voted in the past because they're realizing what they fled and they're they're actually voting for tr traditional okay. yeah Texas politics like the way it's always been here. Yeah. It was relatively close here. Yeah, I mean, I close. think they were expecting they, they spent a ton of money down here, right, on the races, and I think they were expecting that it was gonna it was gonna turn, turn. Texas blue. Oh my God, yeah, Yay. yeah. You know what? Just it, again, this idea that it ha ever we oh, well, you're in the yeah. blue dot. This is the blue dot. Well, it's like Boise. Boise is yeah. a, a blue dot in in a, a, in a hippies, red state. Huh? Yeah, like, I don't know about the hippies. Do you guys have? Do bears, we call though? them hippies anymore? I don't know. You guys have grizzlies. You can take care of those hippies. Uh, I don't. You just got to trick them into going to the woods. <laughs> You just—you don't have to be the fastest one. You just have to be faster than the hippie. You just have uh, to figure yeah. out a way to like. Come on, you guys are the CIA. You know yeah. how to infiltrate. Just infiltrate those organizations to get them to go camping. Yeah. Hey guys, we're gonna do—we're gonna have a love fest in the middle of this area. Just and just put pork chops around their neck yeah, and see what happens. Gonna, yeah. We're gonna hang our meat up. Uh, see, that doesn't sound right. But okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, entrepreneurs, uh, this is where I bring in a second promo. It only takes me a second a uh, buddy of mine did a great uh, thing during the pandemic he it, it, um, it, while he's locked down I think everybody in the lockdown thought I'm going to get myself in shape or I'm going to read uh, the constitution finally or I'm going to learn a new language or whatever right I'm going to get jacked yeah I'm going to get jacked most people didn't do it though to be fair right, right? Um, and uh, we didn't do it because we were day drinking because we had to homeschool the three knuckleheads but uh, it's uh, this great guy colleague of mine um had an idea, developed a small business, and, and now is, is uh, got it uh, online. He's trying to make it work. Um, it's called Bird Dog Investigations. Um, it, you know, it may, it's, it's not for everybody. It's for a specific purpose in life, right, in terms of, of uh, a particular sector out there. But it's, uh, it's, it's, it, to me, it was just that thing where you see, okay, someone's actually taken that time and they've run with it, right? What and, is he trying to do? Well, Bird Dog Investigations, is a, it's, a, it's a platform that, um, it, it, it works in, in, in a couple of different ways, but one way is the world of private investigators out there, right? Because that's sort of the guy's business in a way. Um, but 
it, uh, it, it helps them uh, on, in their operations. If you're a private investigator out in the field, right, you're, you're out there and you're, you're taking notes, you know, the typical picture of a guy drinking coffee and trying to, you know, snap a couple of pictures of whatever it is, insurance fraud or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. And he's compiling all this information. Maybe he's writing some of it on a cocktail napkin in his car. And then he's like, he's got all this shit. He's got to put it together. So the, the problem, the thing that's missing is the ability to say, to punch it into, a, into an app, right? Punch it, it, compile all that. It takes all the, the photos. It formats it all into a preset format that the receiver, whether it's a law firm or a company, if the guy's working for a company, it just sets it all in there. Mm-hmm. Look at that. My oh, God. Works. And then it could, but it's also, uh, it's also useful for large companies. Like you think about, uh, you think about a, a, a company out there, a transportation business like FedEx or UPS or one of those, mm-hmm. and their drivers are constantly, what's happening? There's, there's, there's fraud out there where they get sideswiped purposely, right? Or they set up fake accidents, and then people are suing uh, a company like UPS or FedEx or DHL or whomever. Uh, and it costs a lot of money. It, it costs them a lot of money to get out of these these accidents. That's an epidemic. It's a it's a it's a real problem because it involves it involves the perpetrators, right? It tend to be the same. It involves law firms and involves uh, pain uh, uh, specialists and doctors. They're all kind of they're in on this thing, right? So certain jurisdictions around the country have more of a problem than others. Big urban centers, as you could imagine. So anyway, if it, it, the idea was this guy came up and said, you know what, if the, if the drivers of these vehicles have something where they can, you know, take photos of the situation, punch in all the details, it goes straight into a report that looks good, it goes into the company, great. Now you're not, you, it's there instantaneously, they can assess the situation, they can react quicker, they can identify the frauds. It, so anyway, I, I, my whole point was, uh, it's just good to see... Um, you know, uh, someone doing something, somebody good with doing, their time. Some, yeah, with their time and 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 again that entrepreneurial spirit that I, I just banged on about. Um, so there, I, that's me. I, I see, worked I, I for a private fly. investigator when yeah. I was uh, coming up as a comedian. Uh, that was uh, one of my jobs. I uh, was, really? yeah, I was an assistant to a private investigator. I didn't know that. Yeah, what were you doing? Surveillance? And... Mostly, I was driving him around. He lost okay. his license for a DUI, and oh, he put shit. he put out dynamite, dickless Dave Dolan. That's what he used to call himself. <laughs> He's the best. <laughs> I miss him. So he died oh uh, a few God. years back, uh, but it was uh, I was friends with him to the end. Um, but yeah, when I was twenty one, and I was uh, an open micer when I was mm-hmm. first starting out doing comedy, I needed some other gigs. You know, just something to, and I said, oh, private investigator's assistant, this should be great. Where did you see it? Was it in the papers? Yeah, or? yeah, it was in the help wanted section. Oh, you can have to explain to people what that is And now. Uh, yeah. just randomly, uh, so I, I answered this ad, and it turned out that he was, uh, lost his license from a DUI, fucking hilarious guy, and then never drank again, never went to AA or anything, just got himself off the wagon, he's like, all right, I gotta stop doing this. He crashed his car, trying to run away from the cops, and it's like, fuck this. Um, But really, really funny guy, like, hilarious. And his cousin, just, this is random, right? I'm just answering this ad. His cousin was one of the owners of one of the comedy clubs in town. Oh. So his cousin was this guy, Bill Downs, who was one of the owners, along with Paul Barkley, of the Comedy Connection, which was one of the main comedy clubs in Boston. And so uh, like, I get to hang out with this guy, and I'm telling you, out of all the people that I've ever met in my life, he's in the top three funniest people of all time. And he's not a comedian. He was fucking hilarious. Just naturally funny guy. And uh, most of what we did was insurance fraud. Okay, yeah. yeah most yeah. of what we did was catch people. This is before the internet, right? We're talking 1988. I worked for him. Um, so this is people that were mostly like 
we caught a lady who was using her maiden name. She she had some little fake injury, and she was getting money on the side. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of that. There was yeah. a lot of people that were working cash jobs while they were also getting paid. So we just take pictures of them like climbing roofs with fucking bundle of shingles <laughs> on their shoulder. And like, yeah, I thought this guy bowling. was laid up in bed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there was a lot of that. It, no, there, and it still is, and that's kind of where the, the world of uh, uh, private investigators. I mean, my my, my company uh, is not. Uh, we, we do larger, multi-jurisdictional investigations and things, but um, but the world of the, the PI hasn't really changed that much. I mean, the technology has made it easier and 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 and, and better to some degree. But it's mostly fraud. But it's mostly there's a lot of the fraud. There's still a lot of sort of the the cheating spouses and and. And, yeah, he uh, caught yeah. one one guy that wanted to keep taking pictures, <laughs> even after like he's got all these pictures. Of this bodybuilder banging his wife, and he's like, "Hey, man, you're a fucking weirdo. Like, you got to do something about this now. Like, I gave you your Im- information. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna. Fantastic. He's like, keep following her. Yeah. Keep following her. I'm gonna need some more photographic yeah, evidence. He wanted yeah. that. He wanted him yeah. to keep taking pictures. Like, bro, you got all the pictures you oh need. Oh my god. Apparently like, not. Stop. Apparently he didn't. Yeah, it yeah. was like this uh, feeble yeah. man with uh, this uh, huge athletic gentleman who was bringing home the the beef. Oh man, slinging the meat. Yeah, that's but that's that's the world of the that's the world of the PI. It's a tough world. Um, but uh, he was a yeah. funny guy. How long did you do that for? It wasn't that long. Um, however long it took him to get his license back, hmm. I think uh, maybe. Uh, Maybe seven, eight months, something like that. Okay. I forget, but we stayed friends forever. Did you ever do any surveillance for him or anything? Oh like yeah. That? yeah, yeah. I also, you know, I was a cute little fella. I was a very boy pretty, <laughs> so he would use me to talk to the ladies. Oh, good. Okay, I wasn't uh, sure where you're going. Like with that. I'd, yeah. I would yeah, have yeah. to, you know, yeah. I'd have to. I was, you know, I was 21 year old, handsome little boy. Yeah. So I'd go Got and a full uh, head of hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. cute. Yeah. And uh, so I would, uh, I'd be the one that would talk to ladies and ask them questions. He had these little scams he would do. <laughs> Like one of them would be, uh, he would know someone's license plate and then he would make a couple license plates that were similar to that license plate. You know, like the, if your your license plate was like X, Y, Z, he would make X, Y, W, X, Y, O. And he would say, my girlfriend was in a car accident and the, there was a witness to the accident and the, the, the cop spilt his coffee on the paper and they, they didn't get the license number and I'm, I'm hoping that you were one of the witnesses and oh no I'm sorry like what what happened it was like oh, I have someone at the DMV and they gave me these addresses for all these licenses they know most of the numbers except for the last one but I was hoping it was you was, yeah. no it wasn't what was the injury was she okay <laughs> and he would say well you know she had uh, the you know L5 herniated disc I had that too because <laughs> he knew that she had that uh, of course yeah uh, and so then he yeah. He would smooth with them like this one lady she was so nice she invited us over to the house she served us coffee and i'm like oh my god and, he, and he's like so That's what fantastic. happened well i fell down when i was on the job she was a airline stewardess i fell down and uh and he goes uh, so you're all right now she goes oh yeah i'm fine he goes but you're getting paid for the insurance right she goes oh yes not only am i getting paid but i'm also working under my uh my maiden name for another airline and he was God. like, "Oh, that's great, wow. good, good, good. good for you." And then yeah. after we left, I was like, "She's so nice, man. She let us in." She goes, "Fuck her. <laughs> She's a crook. She goes, fuck her." Like I was like, "How can you do that? That lady was so nice. She had us over. She gave us coffee." He didn't give a fuck. Dude. He was laughing. He goes, "That's the job, kid." Uh, that guy should have worked for the agency. Fuck her. Oh, God. <laughs> 
That's it. Uh, yeah, it's elicitation, right? It, you know, that's a big part of it. It's Can you theft. elicit information? Well, yeah. he was really good at yeah. it. He was yeah. well. He was funny, and he was a smooth talker, and uh, and he seemed like a a good guy, like a good yeah. blue collar guy. And, but he know. liked it. He enjoyed the work. He loved yeah, it. Yeah, he loved see, catching see, people. Yeah. He'd take pictures of these guys it's... climbing ladders with the fucking shingles in their back. <laughs> Look at this fucking prick. You're done. You are fucking done. And he would, you know, he'd be laughing, and then we'd go eat lunch. Well, shit, I had no idea. Look, if if, if you ever get uh, down on your luck, you know, you can work for for my business. I don't uh, think you know. I'd be very secretive anymore. It's yeah, really hard. That's to, a good point. I you get don't blend. busted with yeah. a mask on. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, actually, baseball hat. that is a problem. You can't really blend in but anymore. But with yeah. that CIA shit that they used to turn Melania Trump's double to look like Melania, yeah. I might be in. Yeah, give so me a saying. full head of hair, yeah. cover up my tattoos, make me look yeah. fat, give me a nice belly, a fat suit, a fat like the, suit. Like they with yeah. Thor. Yeah. Did you ever see the fat suit they gave Thor from the Avengers? No, pretty amazing. There was a one of the Avengers movies they made Thor fat. Okay, so like Thor had been just drinking and not not working out anymore and. And he had a big belly, so they they put him in a crazy fat suit, and like they they showed. There's a video of the CGI. It's really amazing. There it is. See, this is uh, okay, Chris yeah. Helmsworth, who's a looks like Val Kilmer, goddamn specimen of a man. <laughs> they they filled they filled him up with this fat suit, so they uh, tucked him into this thing and gave him a, a big fat jolly belly. See, that's what he really yeah, looks okay, like. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's probably happier. As a, he's probably happier as a fat guy. He doesn't have to watch well, what he eats. And, what he's yeah. happy, he was happy as a fake fat guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, he can yeah. just like slap on that rubber belly and. <laughs> yeah. What if he wore it home? Is he married, honey? I don't know if he you can wear it home. Yeah. I, mean, I think you have to take that thing off yeah. after you're filming. It's probably disgusting. You're sweating like a pig in that thing. Plus, if you're married to Chris Hemsworth, you're probably not thinking, geez, I, don't, I wonder what it would be like to do him Maybe. if he's fat. Maybe you know? tired of this Adonis Could be. slinging dick every yeah. day. Like, I want to get fucked by a fat guy. <laughs> so, I'm a regular person. I'm tired of this perfect specimen <laughs> on top of me every day oh, with this gosh. perfect sweat. Yeah. yeah, he doesn't even sweat. Oh God! So I, I guess so I, answer, I fully answered. Thing. I fully answered your alien question, right? I Not guess. really. Oh, okay. No, you, right. you skirted around it like you skirted around everything yeah, else. else. I know. Thank you. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm always accused of. Do you? If you had a bet, if you had money on the table, mm. I, and remember, we do. We do. We right. have a little yeah. bit of money on yeah. the president race. Yeah. Would you? Would you think that aliens have been here or no? If I had money, I, you know what? I would say, uh, in the realm of what's possible in this entire world and universe that we don't know anything about, I'd say yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd say yeah, because there's just so much we don't know. And so I think it would be, you know, again, that's, and that's sort of the, uh, that's kind of like the operational investigative pragmatic side, which says you, you, you can't rule out anything that you don't know 100 percent. when you hear a story like david fravor who's a, a super credible guy and you you've spoken to him yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. what was your take on it after you walked away i think there's something there that we couldn't explain and and uh, do i th now there's a difference there right so there's a difference that says there's something there that we can't explain that at least with the tools that we've got currently and the technology that we've got currently that's not the same thing as saying the government knows what it is and is hiding it. Right. right? So, you know, I'm, I'm not, not taking that jump yet. Right. Um, and because, in part because 
uh, look, I worked long enough uh, for the government to know that the, you know they, you know, they can't uh, you know can't keep a secret, right? I mean, over a period of time, it's just very very tough. I mean, and, and so, do I think that they could uh, everybody involved and uh, could keep their yap shut after all these years? Um, no. So that's that's the one thing that rules out the idea in my mind to some degree. Again, not ruling it out entirely that you know that it didn't happen, but I think that there's there's something there that we can't explain, and that definitely bears further investigation. Do I think we're investigating it? Yeah, sure. Do I think there's some element out there within the the military uh, that is investigating the Tic Tac as an example? What Fravor saw? Absolutely. Um, I mean, we'd be silly not to, right? Because, yeah. we, you know, that's a national security issue at that point. Well, I think what would be really terrifying to the government is if it wasn't aliens. Like, if there was a craft that could go from 60,000 feet above sea level to one feet above sea, and it was a human-created mm-hmm. thing, that means that some, unless it's us, right, some other civilization somewhere on this planet has some kind of technology that's beyond the realm of our current imagination or right. understanding of physics. Absolutely, which is why, again, that, that was really the, the, the reason for creating ATIP anyway within the Pentagon was because, that's a, it, again, it's a national security issue, right? Is, is, do the Chinese, have they developed some propulsion system we don't know about? Have the Russians done that? I mean, do it, there's, there's, there's only so many you know, options there in terms of the countries that have the resources and the ability. But, um, yeah, so we should be investigating these things. We should be looking at this. Um, do I think everything needs to be out on the table? Again, going back to what you were talking about before, is there a need for secrets? Well, sure, yeah, there are some needs for uh, need for secrecy here. Um, do you think there's a need for secrecy when it comes to aliens? I would say that it, there's, uh, it, yeah, hmm, potentially because of, yeah, that's a tough one. You know what? Uh, that is a tough one. I, I could see where you could argue if we have anything that we know about alien life or technology or th- around any of this issue that we should just come out, put it on the table. My concern would be uh, from a national security perspective, if I obviously I don't know much about national security, but if I did, I would say I don't know if people could handle it. I don't know if there would be the best thing for these fucking dummies out here that I don't even know if they should be voting these, these, oh look, they're doing pretty well handling the the, the election week. <laughs> yeah, they're doing great. But <laughs> yeah. there's so many knuckleheads, Ooh. so many knuckleheads out there. Yeah. yeah, if those knuckleheads found out that they were aliens, how how bad would they freak out? Like, yeah, how how bad? And also, what if there are, and what if they're very rarely come here? But now that we have proven that they are here, how badly would other people, nefarious interests in the United States and elsewhere manipulate that information and fuck with people over mm. it. Yeah. That's another real concern. Like if it is proven that there is alien life and that we do occasionally get visited by aliens, do you know how many fucking cult members are, would be created? Oh. How many people would manipulate that information? How many yeah. people pretend to have secret insight? There would be a run on uh, on tinfoil, no doubt. Oh. But I, so I think you know, I I I, I guess, uh, yeah. I mean, it would uh, you could argue the other way and say, well, if 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 it had if it had happened, or if if if, and again, I'm not saying that's the case, but if if the government was aware of visits from other worlds, uh, you know, maybe it helps people put things in perspective. You know, maybe maybe they don't freak out as much. Maybe they just think, okay, fine, we're, we're all in this together. Yeah, we're all in this together, else. right? And there's and so maybe it unites people. 
sort of like Independence Day. And then well, that's you get that like famous a, Reagan speech, right? Yeah. You know that famous Reagan United Nations speech? You never, you know, uh, ever heard that speech? I'm, I'm He's speaking in front of the United Nations in the, the early 80s, and he said, uh, Im- imagine if we were visited, if we were uh, received a threat from another planet, how quickly we would put aside our differences. Mm. Well, that, that's a good point then. Yeah. yeah. He was and, a smart man. And everybody immediately was like, oh, my God, there's aliens. <laughs> Reagan's telling us. <laughs> He's... He's, he's not coming us. right out and telling us, yes. but he's implying that he knows something. If there was an yeah. internet back then, boy, would oh they went God. fucking bonkers for that one. Yeah. Well, wait, where, what, what do you think? I think for sure there uh, is life out there in the universe, just by sheer numbers. It doesn't make sense that we're the only ones. It just the, the, the universe is too old. It's too big. There's too many Goldilocks planets. It's too, it's too likely. If it exists here... And they've also found evidence of life. Uh, I believe th- some of the trace elements of life on Mars now, right? Yeah. Haven't they found? Yeah. 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 More water than they expected. Yeah. And, yeah at least it just, elements. It just seems much more likely than not. Well, there's hundreds of billions of stars in this galaxy alone. There are hundreds of billions of galaxies in the known universe. Not only that, some physicists believe that inside every galaxy there's a supermassive black hole and that inside that black hole may be another universe mm. with also hundreds of billions of galaxies each with hundreds of billions of stars and it, another black hole and, and inside each with that black one, holes inside yeah. of that i mean it might the, yeah. the universe might be this infinite. fractal thing yeah. and it, even if it's not in, infinite the the sheer size of it is beyond our ability to comprehend. Like when you hear the numbers, oh, it's fourteen billion years old. What does that even mean? Does yeah. that even yeah. register? Yeah, that's so big it doesn't register. And and that's just as far as we can see back, you know, to the Big Bang. And it's entirely possible that they think it's it's possible that the Big Bang is a, it's part of a series of events. And that there's a, a big bang, and then a, a, an expansion, and then ultimately, ultimately a contraction and a compression, mm-hmm. leading to another big bang. And it's this, this cycle that goes on and on and on and on, and, and it's always existed. I think. I mean, I think the the, the key there is a we don't know what we don't know, and yeah. just the sheer size and scope, and the the idea that we'd you'd have to be pretty fucking cocksure to think that we're the only you know, intelligent life right. in this entire setup um, spinning around out here on, on our own. So, but I think it, you know, not to take it back full circle, but yeah, it's that idea that if, you know, don't discount ideas, don't, don't, you know, don't rule things out unless you've got the evidence to do so. Right. And, you know, um, yeah, anyway, I mean, it would I guess, be majorly disruptive. I also think that if there was uh some alien force, the, some some species that's so far beyond our current understanding of propulsion and technology that they can travel here instantaneously from anywhere in the universe. Why would they give a fuck who the government is? Why would they give a fuck who our president is? 
Why would they give a shit who our military is? They wouldn't care. No. You know, we don't we don't visit an ant colony and go, take me to the queen. I will not speak to you peasants. <laughs> they don't give a shit. You yeah. know, I yeah. think they'd be so far advanced that they would just be studying us with no regard to letting us know about their presence. And They'd be cataloging us with all the other, you know, sure. lives that they've, or life forms that they've found and saying, okay, this is, this is how these guys behave in a social environment. They're pretty fucked up. We and put, you know. there's also the possibility that there's many different steps along this pathway, right? Where there's insanely advanced and then there's marginally advanced. Mm-hmm. Right. Like something that's only a few thousand years more advanced than us that visits us that's much more recognizable. And then things that are so far beyond our comprehension and, and so different from such a, a different environment and different ecosystem that we, we don't even yeah. we can't even understand what they are. Yeah, I mean I think it's I think that's again it's it's arrogance to think otherwise that that there's other things out there there's other life forms it just it it, to me it just strikes me as odd that someone would be so definite and say no that's it maybe we find a microbe out there somewhere but that's pretty much it i think it's also comforting to people to think that we are alone in some weird way it's comforting to people to think that it's bullshit yeah. i'll stop with your alien stuff just get up in the morning have a cup of coffee and go to work (laughs) Yeah, and don't worry about this uh, this election thing. Let's just all just oh, all get the along. republic will survive. It will survive. It will survive. If I had one one parting message for people, it would be that look, you know, just like we said, chill the fuck out. But but um, if there's irregularities that are legitimate or should be investigated, that this process is going to work it out, right? Between what is it, December eighth and December fourteenth is when everything has to be kind of finalized and, and then, you know, it makes its way to Congress. Congress counts out on like the 6th of January. Do we have to wait that long until December? Mm, yeah, I mean, you think that's uh, what's going to happen? I, 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 it's likely. I mean, unless, look, if, if, I mean, by the time we're talking right now, I don't know, maybe Nevada's been decided, in which case Joe Biden's got 270. Well, Jamie's going to pull that up yeah. right now. We're going to find out. Dun, but dun. even if he has 270, oh. even if he has 270, it doesn't mean that they stop the the legal procedures in certain locations. Right. And so I think that, um, yes, it's likely to go on, much like it did in 2000. It's likely to go on until December 12th or 13th, but there is an ending to it. So all these people who think, oh, my God, he's never going to leave and he's going to lock himself up, it's not the way this works, right? He doesn't get to make that decision. It's a, it's a, it's a legal process. It's, it's a process that on the 20th of January, his term ends, and we get... Uh, a new president. Either Hopefully, he, either he continues, or we get a vice president or president like Biden. Hopefully, yeah. or civil war because he hires his own security firm and they lock everything down and they won't let that criminal Biden in, and then the QAnon people become his consultants. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, yeah, there is that. Never rule anything out, but uh, that shit's not happening. And uh, and we are going to be just fine. Again, pay attention. If you're paying attention to anything, uh, pay attention to uh, to what's happening in Georgia with those Senate races. Yeah, that's that's where the that's where the balance of power really sits. And that's that's left and right. So a very tiny little fraction, one side or the other, right? If, if neither if neither of those races hits fifty percent plus one vote, then they both go to runoffs in January, and that's where they, they're going to open up the spigot. And, and hundreds of millions of dollars are going to flow into Georgia for those races from both sides, I'm sure, because that, they know what this means, right? Right. If, if both of those races go to the Dems, then you got a 50-50. And guess who makes a deciding vote every time there's a, a tie in the Senate? It's Kamala Harris. Mm. So the Dems know the importance of this. 
Pelosi mm. is already, she's a very smart political operative. She's focused on this. I guarantee it, right? She's trying to, you know, in a way, kind of trying to save her job as, as speaker because they, they, you know, they didn't do what they expected they were going to do. But they know how important that Georgia race is on both of those counts. So All anyway, right. that's, well, that's where people should be focused. In four years, I'm looking forward to collecting $1,000 from you. Man, maybe more if it's less, President Trump again. Yeah, less than four years, I'll collect my 1000 because he's going to announce he's running. That's true. In so, about three yeah, maybe three hours, dude. <laughs> oh, God. Are you ever going to make your way up to Idaho and go uh, yes. fishing? Yes, yeah. I would love to. Yeah. You got You got to come up, and you got to do a show again up there. Uh, the people Boise. in Boise keep out. Every time I say I'm, uh, we're getting together, they're saying, "Oh my God, when's he coming back?" I said, "Well, not right now because you got the pandemic." Yeah, uh, you guys need to loosen your laws, like Florida. You could do whatever the fuck you want in Florida. <laughs> it's been, you know what? It's been pretty good up there. We get yeah. the numbers spike a little bit, but. You know, well, people are surviving yeah. now. It's yes. not like the old days. You know, yeah. people keep saying the cases are up. The cases are, they are, but also survival's up. What's magical is the flu. It's been down so much. I think mm. the flu is down like ninety eight percent. Which, you know, I think it's something crazy like that. See what see what the numbers flu is down this year. It's something crazy. And I think they're attributing that to people wearing masks, which is really interesting. Yeah, it's makes like maybe we good need to sense. Yeah. fucking have a we become a mask wearing society <laughs> from now on. Oh god, I hope not. Yeah, no, I like I, faces. Yeah. yeah, I like faces too, and it's just uh, yeah, we'll get back to yeah, we will get back to normal. Uh, pandemics end. Uh, that's by definition. I mean, pandemics end, and I we'll, we will have another one. Yeah. And so then you hope that we're smart enough to have learned something from this. Mike hope, Baker, Listen, always a good time talking to you, sir. Thank Appreciate you, man. it. Uh, uh, oh, your show. When's it? Uh, oh, hey. Well, thank you for, you thank you for show. asking. Yeah, we got that show. Uh, Black Files Declassified. We start filming the second season in January. And we are going to have a, an interesting episode on, on uh, it, it, not necessarily on aliens, but on the program surrounding the government's investigation uh, of unidentified objects and things. So we're going to dive a lot deeper into it. Um, you know, hopefully, I'll come back and I'll have answers, specific right. answers. For your question. All that, right. That would be a first. That's the ad I got on the Georgia election Dick results. Dick Keynes. Because <laughs> <laughs> we were looking up Dick Keynes the other day. Oh, my God. That's oh, hilarious. God. All right. All right. Thanks, man. Mike. Thank Appreciate you, buddy. you, buddy. Thank you so much. Goodbye, everybody. Thank you.